Previously on Lonely Boys. It sounds like we should ring her bell and see what happens. Let's talk to the guard. I didn't realize how fucking filthy that was. Rufus, your dirty talk. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Charlie? Sorry? Uh, um, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were Charlotte Rhodes. I am. Yeah. People call me Lola. You are? Looking for a different Charlotte Rhodes. Oh, it never occurred to me that there, there might have been two of you. I'm sorry. Have a happy new year. Okay, weirdo. Uh, you too, I guess. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but and no, see. <laughs> oh, nice glasses, though. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 12 of Gossip Girl. That's right. We're halfway through Season 5 already. The Father and the Bride. But I'm not here by myself. I'm here with my co-host. Does he have a baby bump, or did he just have a Mexican lunch? It's Brendan <laughs> Ruffle. Hello. I am your co-host, of course, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Little Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the crematorium. I'm the editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Cream, yes. Uh, remember, all creams are bastard. Of cream. are ba- I don't know why I always singularize uh, <laughs> the ba- bastard. All creams are bastard. All creams are bastard. You're, you're just pointing me out. cream is bastard. Uh, all creams. I didn't have a Mexican lunch today. I had a Mexican dinner last night in uh, Taco Bell. Some post-move Taco Bell. Much needed. Wow. You, uh, the Lindenhurst Taco Bell? The oh, Lindenhurst not the Taco Bell. Sorry. I don't uh, know how you feel about it, but I think it's a great Taco Bell. I haven't been there in years until um, this recent visit, but it was it was solid. Everything was very hot. You got to order on the app, went there, The app is key. I went there on Friday because uh, Chipotle was randomly closed, and the Fiesta Burrito was not on the menu for some reason, so I was very upset. Mm, yeah, I don't know what your limitations are there. Like, I don't know what how good the Taco Bell menu is for you nowadays in the vegan era. I know in the vegetarian era it was probably pretty good. Yeah, that can be good. They got the potatoes. They got the beans. Yeah, yeah, the beans are good. Yeah, I'm, give me that really? little Mexican lunch bump. <laughs> no easy segue, but we do we do have a guest. <laughs> Speaking of bumps, <laughs> we tried to bump him from the podcast. Of... He refused. <laughs> he stayed on. Hopefully, he'd he'd give us a bump when he attracted all the listeners ah, yes. to this episode. He's someone that you can hear him on many different podcasts. He he made time for us today, taking a break, covering the seventeen thousand TV shows that he is currently covering. Please welcome, I believe the. 20th member of the two timers club now it is mike bloom Hello. welcome back to the podcast mike wow i thought things would be a bit more exclusive but i just got a welcome <laughs> not a lot of room in here i mean i sort of zoned out i thought i had a stroke for a second considering the amount of times i heard cream over the course of a 30 second period <laughs> i wasn't entirely sure where i was uh but i'm here and I'm ready to slug down some nondescript uh, alcohol, dance with a pinata on the yes. bar, LMFAO in the background. Hell yeah. <laughs> all the classic LMFAO tracks were in this Both episode. of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all two. Um, Mike, you, you mentioned hearing Kareem, but you you uh, were one of the first people to add to. I was going to say, prolific, you, you, you are part of this. I have no memory of this, so please. Yeah, you you, in, you invented editor-in-chief at Kareem Weekly. That, that <laughs> came from you. And, wow all right well 
I'm so sad that my column got cut by the editor in chief from Cream Weekly. I'm gonna go rogue, sit down in your cream chair, and cream it anyway. Okay, okay. Who could forget, Brendan, when you when you edit the the uh, the best ofs at, at the end of this? Yes, at, at the, the end of the, the, end of the podcast. When you, who could forget when Mike Bloom originally said that uh, the CW stood for Cream Weekly, and Brendan loved it. It's so an all-time moment. It's a top twenty moment for sure for our twentieth <laughs> oh, member. This second okay, this, I feel honored. I feel honored. Yeah. One mem- one moment for each two timer. Is that how the list? <laughs> That's exactly notice? how it goes. Exactly. Each member of the Two Timers Club, we we pick their highlight and we we put it in the best ups. Um, when you go past so, the Two Timers, you are removed, correct? Like so, the, 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 all the Two Timers right no, no. now are in there, or no? no? All the this is at least two times. So at least Scally as the only Scally as the only six timer is still okay, a member. I thought there was twenty current Two Timers. Scally's the. No. Gally's the only member of the Six Summer Club, but he is still one of the 20 members in the Two Timer okay. Club. You never get kicked out. You just get added to another All club right, the sure. more times you get. I don't want to decentivize people from coming on the podcast again. Like, <laughs> I like always thought I was, like, one, yeah, I, really... I was the equivalent of one third of Brian Scally, and now it's been <laughs> validated mathematically. Mm-hmm. Three Mike Blooms equal, equal one Brian Scally. <laughs> That's just math. That is, and, and as a math teacher, I can, I can sign off on that. Uh, Mike Bloom, I will ask you the thing I ask all other 19 members of our of our multi-timer club how much gossip girl have you watched between the last time you were on the podcast and now i believe you came on in season two so now in season five things are a bit different than they were three seasons ago have no, you seen was, anything i was so confused <laughs> oh, it was so straightforward well, they're like, oh, the royal wedding. And I'm like, what in the what? Princess Diaries is going on right now? There's an evil priest. There's this woman oh, that was speaking news to French. Us too. I was so absolutely flummoxed. To answer your question, zilch, nice. nada, That's the way we zippo. Like it. I have not watched a single second. I have not thought for a minute about Gossip Girl outside of the meme of Ryan Reynolds being regarded as Mrs. Mr. Blake Lightly. If that counts, that's like sort of uh, Gossip Girl adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I had to. I actually reread through the synopsis, the very detailed synopsis on Gossip Girl Wiki as to the episode I covered previously to be like, let me remember who these people are. I knew The Deep was in this, and I knew, obviously, Leighton Meester. Uh, I knew Blake Lively, and I knew you, Penn Badgley, Badgley was in it. But I didn't remember any characters, Daves. I didn't remember anything outside of, like, creepy-ass Chuck and the Eyes Wide Shut parody. Uh, and turns out, creepy-ass Chuck got even creepier and even assier over the course of this, like, three-season intermediate between my appearances. I guess it is such a shock because Connor was saying something about like being jarred when when he saw Chuck. Did, I guess we've just gotten used to it. I'm like, so this used is to just him now Chuck too, Bass. and this isn't even I the creepiest we've someone... seen of him too. I, I forget that he was sort of creepy today because he was hiding behind doors and <laughs> popping out for Blair. But he's, Bare- he's been barely, so yeah. yeah, barely. He was trying to be trying to be caught. <laughs> he must have been. Um, now I. I... I don't remember who your like favorites and least favorites were the last time you came on, but do, has your opinions changed at all? Do you, do, based on this episode that you've seen, do you do you, anyone standing out to you? Any characters? Oh, I mean, I feel like I I well, I remember last time that was a really bad Blair episode. I remember that was the one where she tried to uh, get spread a rumor about the teachers sleeping with Dan. Uh, That's the main yeah. thing I took away. Was like was like, wait, these people are out of school these people are young mm-hmm. professionals how are they in charge of a newspaper it's <laughs> been three years they're supposed to be juniors in college right now but we don't mm-hmm. ever see them going to college anymore we just see them Wait. running their uh, respective businesses yeah, yeah, the last episode we saw them in year. school it has to have been like early season i don't four. think this season yeah and the, is this like a boy uh, yeah. meets scenario where they like all went to the same college as well sure. in the most, city? well it started most of them 
went to NYU and uh, Nate went to Columbia. But then little by little, uh, a lot of them started going to Columbia. So then most of them went what? to Columbia. I think <laughs> Dan is still canonically in NYU. This yeah. isn't like I, the, I believe... the sneezles or the two story about the star bellies. You can't go in a machine and all of a sudden you get to go to Columbia. Yes, yeah, in this oh, yeah, world you can. You can. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is how it works. Grandpa buys your way I believe... Yeah, I believe Serena, Blair, and Nate are all supposed to be in Columbia. I can't remember if Serena left school or not. Uh, Chuck never went to college. Dan's supposed to still be in NYU. Uh, and then, I feel like uh, Chuck is in a lab within like 50 feet of a college. Like I feel like there's restraining <laughs> yeah. orders on him across campuses <laughs> <Yeah>. worldwide. <laughs> Chuck just runs his, his hotel business. At, they're all supposed to be 20, Chuck's 21 years old. And they all have because he has the most money. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to go to fucking right. school. Chuck, yeah, this, 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 this show is really teaching all of us 30-somethings, like, God, we like, fucked up our <laughs> lives. I could be running my own business at 21. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> Nate's, Nate's an editor of a, of a newspaper. Uh, Serena's writing a column. Who the fuck knows what Serena's up to? Uh, Blair, is gonna be the prin- <laughs> Blair is going to be the princess of Monaco. She is She's dating the prince of Monaco. She's engaged to the prince of Monaco. What? <laughs> what? Why? When did this happen? Is is Louis an actual person? They keep mentioning him. He didn't show yeah. up. I feel like he's some sort no. of concept more than a person. <laughs> he had the episode off, but he is he's been here unfortunately too much. Yeah. all too much of a person. Yeah, it was she a good meets him in. She I mean, meets Google him on guys. season. Uh, she meets him in season four on a trip to France, and then he uh, returns to New York at the end of season four uh, with Blair Slipper, a la Cinderella, and it, it's a big moment. And then they start. It, we. Like, there's a lot to keep track of. We're kind of in a love pentagon right now where oh uh, Claire is engaged to Louie, uh, but is in love with Chuck. Uh, Louie, Chuck, and Dan are all in love with uh, Blair right now, but then uh, Serena now also has feelings for Dan. So everyone, and then Nate's just, not, Nate, Nate's Nate's just, just running the newspaper. I, <laughs> I, so I Googled a picture of, of Louie. Uh, I will say, without knowing anything about his character, besides what's been told to me, this looks like the most boring person I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. life. Like, <laughs> yeah. just get the milk, get the toast, put them together, you yeah. got this guy. We, we've uh, had much no more boring on the show, but he's a weird sort of boring where he like tries to do something with what he's got, and it just doesn't work at all. He's very, he's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But... Why? I mean, I guess this is the show's fifth season, so I'm, like, not too surprised they're going to this ridiculous point of, like, well, Blair is a couple of regrets away from becoming the princess of Monaco. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. Was recently pregnant, too. <laughs> yeah, just lost the baby just in, a, the baby. in the car Who's? crash. Whose was it? Uh, it was Louis. 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 There was a scare. Yeah, it might have been Chuck's, but we, it was Louis. Louis Chuck's. Okay, so that's Louis. that's the car accident that we're doing like yes, CSI yes. on in the B plot of this the, episode. The car accident that we find out was meant for Nate. Uh, it turns out Nate got in the well, Blair and Chuck and Nate got in the wrong car. So Blair and Chuck ended up in Nate's car. The car crashed. Uh, Blair's baby ended up dying. Chuck ended up almost dying. Trip is going to claim he just wanted to rough Nate up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> fuck <is laughs> like, Aaron Tveit, I love you, but like, ugh. I'm going to rough you up by like, cutting I your brake re- fluid? <laughs> That, that character, all he does is get people into car crashes. He loves car crashes. Try to play, it's a try wild to thing. Like, I'm going to prank you by smothering you so you stop breathing for a little bit, and then it'll be Serena a really good like, joke. Even Serena was like, you think I'd trust you when the last time I saw you? That was my issue. I was ready to we be like, we got in a car crash? Why the fuck did she ever talk to this me? guy? Thank God it was, yeah. there was a plan let's, behind it. Let's, uh, let's get into this episode. Brendan, the... Title of this episode is Father and the Bride. Do you know what this title is referencing? Um I'm going to say that it's Father of the Bride because that's what I subconsciously wrote in the title for the YouTube 
uh, visuals. <laughs> so I have the incorrect well, title yeah. going up on YouTube, and that's what I'm going to go with is the reference point. The name of the Gossip Girl episode is Father and the Bride. Uh, Brendan, your slump is over. You, wow. Well, it's not over. Who knows if it's over, but you did get it right. Your offer is over. You are now 5 for 12 on the season. The 1991 film Father of the Bride is the film that this title of Gossip Girl is referencing. So congratulations on that. Have you, uh, have you seen it, Brendan? I have. Uh, okay. I don't like it. I have not seen it, actually. Oh, really? You didn't you don't oh. like it? I heard it's a classic or something. I found it very annoying. I don't remember too much about it. I, probably, I think I slept through part of it. So I guess I didn't really see it. See it's it. one of those classic, like, uh, Steve Martin is kind of the patriarch of the family and is getting right. continually frustrated with everything that's happening. It's the first time we really see him, like, I mean, I wouldn't say first time we see him interact with Martin Short, but I remember that was, like, mm. a big to do between the two of them as Martin Short plays the wedding planner with the implacable accent. Okay. I saw it when I was very young. I, I think I would like to give it another shot because I do like the two of them quite a bit now in my adult age. Of course. Um, original air date of this episode, January 23rd, although as the trivia section tells me, uh, this episode takes place on January 14th, as indicated on Nate's computer. doesn't really play a big part in the plot, but <laughs> just so that we know. Wait, what year, what year does it air in? Uh, 2012. So this okay, is, yeah, uh, but this is peak LMFAO era when oh I was like, God, what? Yeah. What year is this? 2012. Because that's really the only 365 days that people played those songs. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and I remember, because at my college orientation, they were blasting some LMFAO, which would have been 2012. So uh, the timeline does, sh song does of the check summer. out. So, yes, yeah, so, song of 2012. Um, so we're going to start with the Gossip Girl voiceover. Remember, she people still aren't using Gossip Girl. Uh, so instead of plural Upper East Siders, she greets us with Upper East Cider, singular, because uh, she's only talking to Nate. And, mm. of course, she's trying to uh, entice him with that quid pro quo. Um, and Nate looks like he, he's he been through it as he's sitting there. And, and Chuck comes into the kitchen, and he, he's going to say just that as well. Nate has reread every Spectator piece, and he still doesn't think there's anything worth it in there uh, or in there worth hurting him over uh his leading theory is christina aguilera what a twist that would be if we got a, a christina a cameo in here trying to kill nate uh but gossip girl is only going to help nate if uh you know nate will agree to help her as well uh he's very hesitant because you know he hey and serena both have been saying it's very nice not having gossip girl tracking their every move but uh chuck even disagrees with that he's like how am i supposed to stalk blair if uh gossip girl's not around <laughs> to tell me where she is uh because as we know from last week uh they were about to run away together and then the car crash happened and now blair won't even uh speak to him to fill Wait, you in car, mike well, the car crash was last week it sounds like it well, happened like no, a month ago it, it, it happened months, months ago, ago yeah uh, okay. it was the mid-season finale and then last week was uh the return from the mid-season hiatus where we oh. found out everything that happened so yeah uh so to fill you in what happened was they got in the car crash it looks like we were gonna lose chuck uh, but then oh, blair uh, kind that'd of be a blessing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, Blair kind of goes to church and says, uh, dear father, uh, dear God, uh, please uh, let Chuck live. Uh, if if you let him live, I will uh, I will go through with my vow to marry Louie and I will never talk to Chuck again. And just at that moment, God of course, said, Chuck OK, I'll keep him alive. <laughs> so now Blair thinks that she cannot even talk to Chuck anymore. Uh, otherwise, she will die. She considered it briefly. And then Chuck almost <laughs> got hit by a taxi. Mm. She said, no, can't do it. I cannot. I can never talk to Chuck what, again. Did Blair and think a bolt of lightning is going to strike her down in the middle of Fourth yeah, Avenue? She does think that. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. And, but and she hasn't even told Chuck the reasoning, as, as, which is of why course. it's driving Chuck crazy. I can't blame him. I would mm -hmm. also be going crazy. And uh, 
Chuck is Chuck's gonna leave his little breakfast with Nate because uh, he finds out that Blair is wrapping up her breakfast with Beatrice. Uh, she he has her doorman on retainer, so he still knows uh, what's going on here. And Chuck leaves, and Nate does decide to text Gossip Girl. What did you have in mind? So we're gonna get the uh, the Nate Gossip Girl team up in this episode. Yeah. So what so what happened to Gossip Girl here? Was she like chased out of town? Did someone I don't know <laughs> shut down her main pipes? What's going on? <laughs> so what happened was. Uh, Nate called an old friend, uh, Serena's brother, Eric, his ex-boyfriend, Jonathan. Uh, so he called Eric's ex-boyfriend, Jonathan, and said, hey, uh, are you still a genius computer hacker? Can you do me a solid? And uh, he kind of hacked Gossip Girl and released all the anonymous tips. So now if people think they can't send in tips to Gossip Girl because it's not truly anonymous, they're no longer sending their tips into Gossip Girl. So Gossip Girl doesn't really have anything to report these days. Mm. So she's trying to get back, get back into the swing of things. Mm. Oh, okay, interesting. I'm so I mean, glad you're the expert because I, I, I mean, if I had seen the show four times, I wouldn't be able to explain that. And that makes sense. <laughs> like this is 2012. We're sort of in like not a completely decentralized internet, but still, especially compared to nowadays, kind of that wild west of like, yeah, this is certainly possible. Like I think if it happened now, Gossip Girl mm. could just easily restart a bunch of accounts and, yeah, and link yeah. everything to it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Speaking of Beatrice, uh, Beatrice is, of course, Louis's sister, uh, and her and Blair have been kind of rivals this whole time, but we are going to see that change in this episode. Uh, you know, at first, Beatrice is just kind of playing a trick on Blair, but I think by the end, she she uh, is actually going to be allies with Blair. So we start with um, Blair not minding uh, this this uh, imposition here because it is comforting to have a Grimaldi by her side because Louis is not here this week as we said he is at his bachelor party in Monaco uh, don't know who is at Louis's bachelor party or, or why any of like <laughs> our characters that we know sure. are, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't know who's there don't, they, they're not going to let us see any of it but okay um, like just for some reason and, Rufus is missing from this episode and Rufus is, is out in Monaco <laughs> partying with Louis <laughs> Rufus, you are, you are the only you are the only member of the other side that I can trust at my bachelor party. Please, please come. It's, Is that also, how he actually talks? Oh, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. It's partially just our French slander, but it, it's so frustrating <laughs> that we had we had an episode without Louis, and they gave us his fucking sister instead for the week. Like, we, can we just have an, an entire episode without the French? Yeah, so there oh. was this whole thing about like, oh, you're such a schemer. You're such like, I don't think you're a schemer. Wait, actually, you're a schemer. Like. Is she really that bad? Has Beatrice been the thorn in the heel of Blair for the past season and a half? Um, kind Here of Louis' whole family. Like, yeah. yeah, their mother as well doesn't want Louis to marry this commoner Blair Waldorf from... Because like, obviously they want him to marry, like, another royal. And Blair is not that. Although, even though she is like... Did they, did, have they been in America? Did they see how much we worship <laughs> capitalism and the rich? Like, they're basically royal. <laughs> exactly. Blair is a royal when it comes to the uh, the Upper East Side, but uh, she was on the other foot for Blair, as she is not good enough for this family. So, yeah, she's been kind of rivaled uh, with them. Um, and... Blair, Beatrice apparently has been good to Blair since the tragedy, uh, and it's time to focus on happy things like Blair's wedding, which is next week. And Blair anoints Beatrice as a bridesmaid, and she is honored. And uh, we are going to also have Blair's bachelorette party. It's tonight at 5. Uh, Beatrice is pumped to get the invite to a real American bachelor par bachelorette party. She's only seen them in movies. Um, she is the groom's sister. Like, I, I, Was she really not like going to be invited to this until today? I was livid at this scene for two separate reasons. Uh, one, the fact that, like, to your point, such like a half-ass maneuver to be like, oh, by the way, get invited <laughs> to my bachelorette party, but it's tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. it's clear that, yes, these things can change on the fly, but it's something that has been in the motion for yeah. quite a while. These things don't get yeah. just randomly planned for the next week. B, they leave 
a full breakfast spread behind and oh, just get up and go. Frequently in this TV show. Oh, <laughs> that is unnerving. There are so there many crazy spreads carving too. in the subway tunnels that would have yeah. loved all of that they row and all yeah. that uh, salmon. Also crazy that, that Beatrice was not going to be invited to this. And then by the end of the episode, she's like changing the plans. She's in charge all of a sudden. <laughs> she's in charge she of it turned now, it yeah. around. And Serena doesn't even make it there <laughs> to, the, to her best friend's bachelorette party. This is very um, under... Like, another, I, I think I made this, this complaint at some point this season, but it feels like they're losing budget based on what we see. And the event of the week this week is... I know this mm, partially yeah. the joke was that like Blair wouldn't go to this type of bar normally, but like even like the... The shots they were giving us were just like very close up, so we didn't see the surroundings of the building. And I don't know. Normally, this would be a humongous deal that Blair's having at uh -huh. a bachelor party. It's cream weekly bleeding funds. Yeah, it's not liquid it anymore. Like it's it creamy. Yeah. <laughs> Too thick. <laughs> um, let's check in on our fake couple of the year, Dan and Serena. Uh, Dan's complaining how expensive it is being Serena's fake boyfriend, and yet he is doing it anyway. Uh, maybe a new set of eyes here in Mike Bloom will be able to see how this uh, ruse makes any sense, because we can't figure out how, how Serena and Dan pretending to be a couple helps Blair at all, but <laughs> that is that At is this point, what they're, they're just doing. saying it. So that it seems I mean, like I guess it is, is it the idea that like from a tabloid slash gossip girl perspective, like they're following Dan and Serena. So therefore, because I guess the problem is they don't want persnickety French family to like say, oh, she is in love with this dad and she must not marry him. And so they're like, great. Get rid of all sort of distractions by saying, no, Dan obviously doesn't love Blair because he's dating Serena. That's right. my assumption behind this. I think so. I guess he's as good as mine. That that could very well be it. But That's yeah, the most so logical thing I've heard. Yeah. It's it's more than the than the show is giving it's <laughs> yeah, explaining absolutely. to us. So, um, so Serena tells Dan uh, they can't get coffee in Brooklyn because if you want the world to know you're doing something, you have to do it on Madison Avenue. Uh, to that I say, fuck Madison Avenue in NYC. It's all about Madison Avenue in Albany. That oh, place okay. is <laughs> Madison Theater, Madison Pizza, Madison Pub, Madison Poorhouse. Now that's that's where you want to go. Madison Avenue, baby. Imagine if they did. That they can't afford a big bar <laughs> space, but they're flying everyone to Albany. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved it. <laughs> so, so this is where we first hear the uh, the thing where Serena's new column is being launched at ten. Uh, she's doing a photo shoot. There's ads on taxis. I was so confused. I guess her daily column is different than the blog because we've already said that Serena's <laughs> blog is the most popular thing in New York City. She's been blogging forever. And now when she's like, it's my first one, I was like, what, what do you mean your first one? Her first, first guess, column, not uh, her first blog. I guess, yeah, I guess column is different than a blog. Mike, you're a writer. I guess, is, mm -hmm. is this a promotion? Like <laughs> having a column is better than just having a blog, I guess, for the spectator? It depends. I feel like the definition has become especially a bit more murkied now that like, we have become so much more perennially online that it used to be very separate, right? That like mm. blog was almost like an online journal that you would write, whereas a column is, okay, I'm going into a specific publication and I am writing either like a piece about something or maybe just an op-ed. I feel like slowly but surely blogs have kind of become op-ed. I'm imagining that's right. what Serena's doing, uh, if my assumption is correct, considering the first piece is her just basically being like, Fuck you, Gossip Girl! <laughs> Which would you not ruined have been all good. my relationships. I mean, fuck you, Gossip Girl would have been amazing to put across the taxi. So, I mean, it sounds like from what you're talking about, her job or just mere existence is rather ubiquitous, but my best guess would be that, like, she's... It's sort of like a, a different hat on the same body. That she's like, hey, right. I know how to blog, yeah. so my column is just going to be me 
writing about stuff I believe in. Doing more of that. Yeah, the same. yeah. Just uh, in a different space. Yeah, all right. She she's very excited for for the for the launch of this thing, um, and you know she's writing about how her relationship suffered when Gossip Girl was around, and now now they're flourishing. Um, we still don't know what exactly Serena is doing with all the Gossip Girl tips because uh, all of the tips that were going to Gossip Girl are now going to Serena, and she has access to them and is not doing anything with them. But she wasn't looking um, at them, and now she is looking at them, correct? Yes. Well, she said she was going to. She said she was going to be the good Gossip Girl, but now she's just writing articles about how she hates Gossip right. Girl. Um, yeah, so Dan keeps pointing out how the relation, like her relationships are fake flourishing. It's a fake relationship. Like Dan wants, Dan is well aware that this is a fake relationship. Uh, Serena seems to be hurt by this like every time he mentions it. Yeah. Like she wants this to be a real relationship. I don't know what her plan is. By the end of the episode, we're going to see her being like, Blair wants us to keep doing this. I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, you let's you pointed pretending. this out as pathetic, I think, last episode, and yes. it's reaching new heights of pathetic by the end of this one. <laughs> Very well, sad. can I ask? So, can you talk to me about Dan's book a little bit? We hear so much oh, about inside, yes, inside. Yes. So, my guess is that from again the way these like typical suit and ties, who are rather rude, uh, by the way, we'll talk about later, say like, "Oh, we really want a sequel to Inside." My guess is that he's like writing more autobiographically. You know, he's like, "Oh, this is about a guy named Pan." And he lives on the yes. Upper East Side with his with his friend Kuklina and Flair. No, you are, <laughs> Those are really good. Ones. It yeah. is it is Claire. Claire was the name of the Blair character. <laughs> really? You got it. It, yes. Kuklina. Uh, instead of Ser- not so close. <laughs> instead of Serena, it was Sabrina. Uh, instead of Dan Humphrey, the protagonist is Dylan Hunter. Uh, Chuck Bass is Charlie Trout, of course. Um, and so yes. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. All right, I'll give Dan that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Dan did write a fiction story in which he did just write about himself and all of his friends, uh, a scathing takedown of the Upper East Side socialites, which isolated himself from his friends and families. Uh, he is now obviously ingratiated himself back in and uh, now has a deal for a second book. But that, okay. that is where- now, 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 now this makes a lot more sense, because I thought he was like, trying to do that hoity-toity, artsy-fartsy, like, well, now I need to write what I really want to, the Western or the yeah, one yeah. set hundred years of the future. It's like, no, I just don't want to, like, get myself in trouble with my friends again <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah. writing a takedown of them. Yeah, but He's famously much. always been only been able to write about the subject, though. Like, everything he's ever written has been about this and Serena, usually. So I don't even think he like, can write a book about something else. Like Simon and or Schuster said, right? Well, you know. So, That's right. Um, yeah, Serena wasn't sure she wanted to take down, uh, take on Gossip Girl event, uh, directly, but Nate has made a really good case, and now she can't imagine writing about anything else. And uh, she warns Dan that he is going to be the focal point of her first piece. And Dan's like, all right, yeah, if it helps your career and Blair's future, it's fine. Um, again, not exactly sure how this helps anything, but hey, if Dan's fine with it and Serena wants to do it, Good, good for them. Uh, Dan is also happy about the uh, about the publicity that dating Serena gives him because uh, Simon and Schuster has moved up the meeting for his second book to this afternoon. I uh, thought this would be a problem because, as we knew, know, uh, last week Dan doesn't have an idea for his second novel. Now it seems like he does have ideas. They are just uh, very esoteric, as he would call it, as he would call them, and maybe not something that uh, his publishers and editors are are interested in. No, not at all. Uh, are these the ideas that Nate gave him last episode? The ones that he brings to the table. I think they might I don't be. I think Nate was asking for. I, I well, I think he, Nate was like um, sarcastically saying, oh, "Why don't you write like something that clearly isn't about us?" And Dan was like, "And has taken this literally." Like, and yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I, I will write. I will write a West, a modern Western, <laughs> right? A <laughs> hundred years in the future. <laughs> so we go to church, 
Uh, Blair is in confession, repenting mm. for her sins. Her sin of the week, of course, is she pressed the close button on an elevator door uh, when she saw a woman to catch it. And uh, who we think is Father Smythe tells Blair that that's not a, technically not a sin. Uh, so Blair takes a big sigh and admits that her dreams at night may not be about the man she's going to marry. And, uh, you know, side note, do priests really say my child this often? I, I feel like it in this confession he was he's saying my child every other <laughs> Yeah, every other especially considering, like, the Father Cavalia is... I don't know. I'm going to say like two years younger than Blair at this point from what it looks like. (laughs) It's a little predatory. Um, So Blair goes on and uh, says that she loves Louie, but she fears the devil on her shoulder, the devil known as Chuck Bass, of course. And uh, she knows she needs to honor her pact with God to protect him, but she's afraid she might break. And uh, she also tells Father Smythe, that, or who she thinks is Father Smythe, that if Monaco needs a, uh, a royal priest, then she wants it to be him instead of that horrid Cavalia. Uh, that Cavalli is the biggest snake in uh, in Christianum since the one that bit Eve. And uh, Smythe needs to be Blair's royal advisor so that he can be with her at all times. Uh, first of all, Smythe just told Blair last week that uh, her pact was between her and God. Uh, and so I don't know how much, like, what good he would be doing uh, to keeping her on the straight and narrow, whatever that means. So wait, so is Smythe, because Cavalia, I could tell from just the mwah, impeccable accent, <laughs> is probably from Monaco, from France yes, as well. I think so. Was Smy- Smythe- is Smythe? From France? No. (laughs) That's not how it works. You can't, like, adopt this random guy. Be like, pack your bags, buddy. You're flying to Monaco. (laughs) Right. Right. Not that I know of. Uh, But so uh, the priest tells Blair that she'll find strength in prayer. Five Hail Marys and a Glory Be. Uh, It seems like a cop-out, but what do I know? And... Blair leaves, and the priest walks out and gives an evil smirk to the camera. And <laughs> even, like, I've seen these four times, and even I was like, wait a second, is this Father Cavalli now? Like, I was like, how did he sneak into the church? How was Blair not able to tell his voice? How are we supposed to be keeping track of this deranged priest? I, I don't know, line? yeah, because when they give us that shot of the new priest, they're trying to tell us, like, oh, you remember this guy, right? Like, no, I don't. We're supposed to remember him from, like, the third episode of the season where he had a fling with Beatrice, and now <laughs> we haven't mentioned it until now. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the shot oh, was wow. supposed to tell us one thing or the other. But it hasn't like, been seen at all since then? Okay, I thought this was, no. like, a recurring antagonist. I no. definitely thought it I definitely thought it was Chuck. I thought Chuck yeah. was sitting on the other side. <laughs> right. That would have been better. Forgive him. That's good. I would have loved, loved that. And she doesn't recognize Chuck's voice somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the most recognizable voice in TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, Nate, Nate's assistant is going to fill in Nate that the spectator can be pushed up and the photographers are downstairs for the de- debut of Serena's new column. Um, Nate needs five minutes. He's, he's got to do something first. He calls Chuck. Uh, Chuck answers as he's stalking Blair by watching her walk out of church and uh, also randomly helping an old man like not fall down in the street. What, what was that? I was like, much like when he almost got hit with a taxi, I was like, this is too random for it not to come back. I thought but he saw Blair see him or like someone was going to notice him. So he grabbed the guy's arm to make it look like he was helping him across the street real quick. Okay, maybe. That's a great way to look conspicuous, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck fills in Nate that uh, he's outside of church. Blair was inside the church for a half hour. I guess we didn't see the full half hour confession because she was not in. The, maybe there was a long line that we that we just yeah. uh, edited past. Yeah, um, but, I know. So, so Nate forwards Chuck a picture of our old friend Max taken the night of the accident. He's uh, leaving the Empire with an envelope full of cash. Uh, Brendan, I'll say it again. You did predict that Max would be uh, the confirmed first attempted murderer on the show, uh, and you were close. I, mm. it, you know, wasn't exactly Max. We will find out he was not the one that uh, drained the brake fluid, but you were close. So I'm still a little impressed. Yes, uh, he was supposed to do this job. Yeah, did not do it. Just did it. Run. So. <laughs> Which I like because the whole um, 
pay like half now, half later payment plan thing mm-hmm. only works if you have confirmation that he did the thing. If you're just going to be like, all right, I'll give you half now, and then you yeah. just circle back in five minutes Especially and say for you a did poor it. Person, like, yeah, I'll take half and just leave. I don't care about the other half. <laughs> yeah, like five, a half of a million dollars is still half a million dollars. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. fine with that. All right, please. I don't have to kill somebody? Great. <laughs> so... Um, so Chuck's going to pull security footage from the night of the party to see if uh, maybe there's something Gossip Girl's not telling them. And uh, Nate gets an email from Gossip Girl telling him that it's his turn now. And uh, Nate's going to ask what she wants. So Nate is now indebted to Gossip Girl, and we will we will see how, uh, how that affects things moving forward. But for now, it's Beatrice's turn to go to church. And she's going to kneel down to talk with Father Cavalia. And again, first time we are seeing them talk since they were, like, making out in the back of a taxi or a limo uh, very early on in the season. And we're just, I guess, supposed to remember that this mm. is a thing. And... She asks if it's true that Blair plans to replace him, and he's like, it is, but it doesn't matter, because we're not going to let her become princess. Uh, even though Beatrice and Cavalia are, like, the bad guys, I'm fully rooting for them, because no one wants Blair to get married to Louis. Like, I, I, I want them to ruin the wedding, like, too. This, no one this wants doesn't this. feel yeah. like OTP. Like, I imagine whenever the finale <laughs> yeah. comes, which I imagine will be the wedding, like, it'll get called off at some point. So, yeah, they're working as the plot right now you know they're working to accomplish what everyone wants done at the end of the day basically i wouldn't even say even blair like blair doesn't want to do this either everyone except louie doesn't (laughs) want this to happen Everyone wins. Sometimes it's Louis, Louis I like, doesn't want to do it Louis? either. The, the <laughs> yeah. one thing I worry about is I'm looking at the runtime of the season here. I'm like, uh, if the season finale is the wedding, I'm like we have so much more to go of this back and forth. Like, <laughs> does she love Chuck? Does she Listen, love Louis? Jesus Christ. Does Louis even love Blair? We find out that he couldn't even write vows for Blair. He had to outsource that to one of the many people <laughs> was, who are in love with Blair. That was one of my biggest laughs of the episode. <laughs> um, Beatrice doesn't think this is going to work because Blair's bachelorette party seems like it will be a very staid affair. And uh, Cavalli is like, just make sure she has a lot of liquor. So Beatrice does already seem to be feeling a little bad about this. But uh, Cavalli is like, listen, she's in love with Chuck. She just told me, uh, you know, she just confessed it to me. So, uh, you know, this is what we're going to do here. And Beatrice stops to attention and uh, reminds uh, or gets reminded by Cavalia that uh, he's going to lose his position and she will lose him if Blair becomes princess. So now, uh, when he puts it that way, Beatrice is down to help uh, Louis see the truth about Blair. So she's going to get Blair drunk. Uh, she's going to put her in a room with Chuck Bass. And uh, she is going to show the world where Blair's true heart lies. It works like a charm. Perfect plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, we, we don't no know flaws. if Blair is a big drinker, do we? We've never really seen her get like Serena level drunk or anything. How like that. is she no supposed Serena. to be? <laughs> <laughs> she's no Serena. Um, That's the thing I was I, thinking when they were all in the bar. I'm like, is this illegal? Are they supposed well, yeah. to be doing this? Uh, Blair has recently uh, turned twenty. She turned twenty-one this season. Yeah. So but that she wouldn't is, stop them. Uh, as of this season, yeah, no, they're they're all they've been drinking since the first season. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah, Blair, I'm sure the people at at Portobello's or whatever place they were Cheetos, the mushroom bar, the mushroom bar. I mean, Blair can hold her own because at the end of the episode, she's like, "Yeah, the first ten shots were fun. Like, how many shots? That's did crazy she for her. The, she, she, yeah, she, she, still she immediately sobered up. I mean, I guess being arrested kind of like is the ultimate sobering yes. experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Dan and Serena run into Rufus and Lily at the Spectator. Uh, just you know, two couples, all part of the same family. Uh, they're wondering where Nate is because it's almost ten, and uh, Rufus is so excited. He hails a taxi at ten on the dot. He's like, "Taxi, hey, there it is." Rufus and has a big great ad on top. <laughs> big ad. <laughs> So stupid. Big Ad on top says S by S. It says S by S takes on Gossip Girl. Still a terrible name. Uh, still have no idea what the other S is supposed to stand Wait. for. Presumably one is for Serena. Oh, Spectator by Spect- Serena. Is that what it is? Maybe, but that seems Serena like now that's, the whole website is done by that Serena. Sounds, 
That sounds like a fragrance. Like, no, that one makes yeah, stay, yeah. sayings by Serena, maybe? Oh. Sayings by, like, it's, it's bad. They, they've not told also, us. Also, do, do columns normally get this much press and advertising? I, I know it's not a normal column. It's Serena, Serena's but, column. Yeah. yeah. When it's Serena's column, it does. You better believe it. When she's taking yeah, but on also, like. Girl. I was gonna say, like, I don't know what why it would garner top of taxi advertising. <laughs> right, maybe the newspaper itself that... would, not like a, a section know, was of it a, the was newspaper. It was a slow news day. Like, was there no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> government doing all right? So, also, it used to be that uh, Gossip Girl really just reported on you know when they were in high school, the goings on of the high school, and then I guess followed them to college. It seems like Gossip Girl is just like the go-to source for all of New York City now. I mean, I'll be it's honest. Really I think Gossip Girl, Gossip Girl, kind of needs a life. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, it sounds like, like, yes, Gossip Girl is kind of causing a problem, but Gossip Girl is also the problem if they have dedicated their lives to just following these people around and not yeah. existing in their own exhibitions. Yeah, if it's happening in the shadows, yeah. they're not getting any ad money, so it really is just like a hobby with, with no pay. That's <laughs> true. That is that is true. Yeah, no um, holidays, like, because clearly these episodes are on holidays, and Gossip yeah. Girl's watching them the entire time. Yeah. Oh, speaking of with if, if this uh if this episode takes place on January fourteenth, if only we recorded yesterday, could have wow. been the twelve year anniversary. We were, we were going, wow, so close. We on the events of this episode. How do you think the Gossip Girl oh. character celebrated Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, Nate uh, posted a quote on the Spectator, uh, but it was like a quote that was not Martin Luther King's, and he just kind of attributed it to Martin Luther mm. King. He definitely like misquoted him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, He's the only one so, that acknowledged. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm sure Chuck tweeted something malicious, like the FBI was right for what they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Serena is ready for her photo shoot. She takes out a little tablet with her column on it, but then uh, one of the photographers realizes that, of course, the column is blank. It looks like the page is no longer up, and Serena gets very flustered, doesn't know what's going on, uh, and it looks like. Uh, Nate came through for Gossip Girl after all because we cut back to Nate at the Spectator. The page was deleted successfully, and he gets an email from Gossip Girl thanking him. Did we think that uh, that good guy Nate was capable of this? I would say good guy, good guy Nate. No matter whether he's a good uh, or bad guy morally, you know what he's really good at? Email maintenance. This man's <laughs> inbox is. <laughs> immaculate the opposite of my email inbox there's just like four <laughs> messages in it all from gossip girl yeah <laughs> i want to say that he has not been deleting anything that's just all he's ever gotten <laughs> those four right everyone knows now, just how, go how, through how this old system. is this paper supposed to be it's pretty recent pretty i want to say it's maybe like six months old i have no, i have no no idea. real way to know i i, I don't I, I don't know the history because it seems like this was just like supposed to be just like kind of like a gossip thing with where like it was going toe to toe with Gossip Girl. Now it's kind of like a reputable like newspaper. Also, of course, remember when Diana Payne was in charge, she uh, fired everyone and, and it felt, like, yeah, it felt like it was it was even birthed just as like a scheme for getting a job. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, beginnings of this newspaper are I, sketchy at best. We we have we have no idea what's going on here, but. <laughs> So Serena storms in. She obviously wants answers. And uh, Nate just tells her that, you know, he had to postpone the launch. Uh, you know, not enough people were aware of of the column, which, you know, which is bullshit, obviously, because uh, this was this is socialite Serena Vanderwoodson, most popular person in New York City, already writing uh, the most popular blog in New York City. And uh, Nate also getting a little too good at lying straight to his friend's face, like something that he was very critical of Dan doing last week when he was like, you really need to work on your honesty, Dan. Now he's just lying up and down yeah. to his friends. It really did feel like a good guy Nate heel turn today. But he's been so good lately that I was waiting for the twist to him for him to be fully back on the right side of morality. And also, the question I have is this reveal 
like how far back does it go? Because it turns out like right, Nate and Serena were working together to try to like trap Trip. Right. Was this when happening the, the entire episode? I don't know when this scheme started. I, I don't. I, I want to say at this about point this. they're not on the same page yet. I don't think they are. I don't think so. right. I yeah. don't think so. I don't know when it, it happens off camera when they get on the same page. I also have questions about the Sting operation itself and like why this was a big gotcha moment. But we we will get to that. Um, but first, <laughs> Alessandra is back. Uh, Dan's editor, editor, right or publicist? What? Whoever she is. Publicist. Dan. I don't. I don't. Yeah, maybe. What? Uh, but she looks the same age as him. Well, whatever. <laughs> She's. <laughs> um, so Dan is, uh, they're talking about, you know, his big pitch coming up. Uh, you know, she thinks his ideas are brilliant. Uh, like he lights up every room he walks into, but it's just Serena. Uh, she worries that the publicity Dan is getting right now from being with Serena is distracting people from his real talent. Um, I don't know. I, I, I did, feel like. Does she get thrown into the, to the, is this now a, a sectagon? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Is she jealous? Is she just trying she to get like jealous. Serena out of the picture? I think like five or six episodes she was in involved with Dan and she like wanted to bone him and then we forgot about her for a little while and they bring her back in Are you making up plot lines i don't remember this. no i think she briefly was doing this exact thing uh and they threw it out for a little while now it's back if you say so brendan doesn't that sound like something they would do though it's like give her a few lines Does. to get her interested in you could, Dan. you could tell me that anything happened in this season <laughs> that's I what i'm be doing forced to believe you. Is, is this an is this a new character or did she also go to school with them she did not go to school with them. She is, uh, you know, when Dan became a famous author. That's she, when she's involved her. with like the first printing of his his book. Okay. Yes. So uh, she thinks that if Simon and Schuster just see Dan as Serena's boyfriend, they are just going to want a sequel to Inside. Looks like that's all they want anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Dan Dan's going to tell Serena now now that she's brought that up to uh you know to you know take him out uh, of whatever she's planning on doing with the spectator. I guess he really does trust Alessandra here and. Not a huge deal to Dan, because to him, like, in Dan's mind, this is still a fake relationship. He's not actually dating Serena. It is going to hurt Serena's feelings when he tells her that, but uh, that that is not on him. And so Dan's going to call Serena, asks if she can take out the parts that he is involved in or any present-day stuff. And uh, poor Serena. She got her column postponed. Now her fake boyfriend doesn't want to pretend <laughs> uh, to the world that they're dating. She, she's losing everything today. Yeah, are we supposed to feel, feel bad for her? Because I don't really feel bad <laughs> for her at all. <laughs> I don't know. She pouts. I feel a little no, bad because she's pouting, but I don't know. I feel kind of bad for her. I mean, I know Gossip Girl apparently tries to make a living, but it seemed like she was yeah. on top of the world, and it turns out that it all has kind of come crashing down around her. But she'll she'll pull up at the end. That's the like, problem. There's no real reason. stakes right. for any of these people. And, uh, <laughs> just, just to add, like, insult to injury, when uh, Serena's like, oh, don't worry. I uh, don't even know if my column's ever going to get posted. Uh, you know, Nate canceled it, and Dan's just like, oh, good, that's great! Yeah. Like, and then he catches no himself, he's like, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good for you me. No, it's not, not not good for you. Like, that made me laugh. Maybe the joke <laughs> right, of the episode. Right. If uh, but Two very selfish people. Um, yes. So Dan apologizes. Serena says it's fine. She'll make sure uh, all the references to him are in the past if Nate ever agrees to run it. And so Dan tells her that they can keep up appearances for Blair's sake. Again, still not exactly sure what this is doing, but uh, Dan just wants to put an end to the Madison Avenue of it all. So uh, Serena, clearly hurt by this conversation, just having a bad day all around. Uh, Brendan, maybe you should take, if Connor did continue watching, we know that he's a huge Serena fan, maybe you should check on him. Yeah, we should. I, I want to see if he actually follows up with this because he needs to be turned around to being a Serena hater. Yeah, a lot of well, a lot of people come on here and the, the first time watchers and say, you know, I kind of want to keep watching. We should we should follow through we and should. see if they do keep watching. Yeah, end of season, or if they're just full of shit. Yeah, yeah. We'll have them all <laughs> invite come everyone on. back. I, don't, I think that's why you bring people back on. It's to be like, did you yeah. keep Are you watching? Full of shit? Yeah, uh, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> Are you full of shit? Um, 
So Blair and Beatrice are uh, waiting in line to get some macaroons, and uh, Beatrice is subtly trying to convince Blair to let loose tonight at the bachelorette party while she still can, but Blair doesn't even see the point in deviating from the royal path, even for just one night. Uh, she has she's accepted that her life is what it is, so she might as well get used to it now, which is uh, devastating. Blair has pretty much uh, given up on joy in, in her life. She's like, I'm just gonna be unhappy. That's just what that's just what this is. And, and then, then she's like, That's it. I peaked. That, yeah. <laughs> and then Blair turns around and sees what is my actual joke of the episode. Uh, yes. Chuck doing some of the worst <laughs> PI work I, I've ever seen. So good. So <laughs> good. As he like Homer Simpson's back into the bushes <laughs> and like tries to like oh, hiding like, behind his the foot wall. sticking out in like the tail of his coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just he wants to be It's after an entire <laughs> episode, last episode, where it's, it's all about the PI and they have like a hired gun that they can use for this sort of work, yeah. and he just decides to do. It. You know what? I'll do this. I'll do a bad job myself instead. <laughs> It's such an insane visual. He should have had a false mustache on. He should have had, like, the newspaper in front of his face. Like, it's so stupid. So Blair, Blair obviously sees him and marches up to him, asks what he's doing here, and he says he's not leaving until Blair tells him what changed and why she turned her back on him. And um, Blair is, says, uh, you know, told him everything there is to say, and lurking in doorways won't help. So uh, Chuck thinks she's going to crack at some point because she which, always but does. The, which is, like, false and true, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then Chuck just like thinks he's proving a point, I guess, by like reciting her schedule tonight. He's like, I know all about your bachelorette schedule. <laughs> You'll crack at at five p.m. here or seven p.m. here. Like, or sounds like I'll see at you at all those stops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, all of a sudden, now uh, Blair thinks it might be a good idea to let loose after all far from any place Chuck Bass can see her. Uh, it's almost as if Chuck was in on this, and like honestly, he might as well be. Too, yeah. Because this helps him out too, and we'll see Honestly, him with the potential I, I think, with Yeah, get rid of Cavalia in this episode. I think just replace it with Chuck, and this is a much easier A to C, skip the middleman, right? That Chuck yeah. is yeah. the one that is actually scheming on all these ways to be like, okay, it's not that. Well, we're gonna get the wedding called off. It's I'm just gonna get her in the room with me. Like, right, it right. makes more sense that he's direct because right now he's like the gruesome twosome of being incredibly malevolent but also completely inept at the same time like <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. gonna be that much of a creep at least do it well he's right, not doing it well chuck usually isn't inept and then also by not having it be chuck we have this shoehorned cavalia thing is where cavalia's motive is that he wants to remain the royal priest and that's why he's doing all this so that like, right. like he can remain with whatever and power chuck's he has. motive like, is so direct and so obvious it makes the most sense yeah we don't need like, any I don't of the other shit money about set. about Smythe v Cavalia and who gets to be the no, royal no. advisor of. Uh, We've been caring about <laughs> Chuck and Blair the entire series, so that that is like yeah. the clear thing to enjoy. Brendan, how how pissed would you be if the shift of the second half of this season is just all Smythe versus Cavalia? I mean, I I who didn't gets... enjoy this episode because he was there. It was it was bad. <laughs> so I, I Smythe, yeah. Imagine imagine if just halfway through this season and turned from Gossip Girl to the Young Pope without you realizing <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So uh, Serena goes to see Nate. She wants to talk to him about her column. So she goes in uh, to wait inside his office. And not only does Serena just waltz into his office, but she sits in his seat, takes a look at his computer, which is just on, as Gossip Girl is emailing him with the title, In Exchange for Serena's Column. And instead of clicking on the email, which I thought was the obvious thing to do, she sees that Gossip Girl emailed him, so she clicks on her own column and... The, the column pops up on the screen, and I, I did read the whole thing, or as much as was on the screen. I won't recite it, but uh, it was three paragraphs so long and talked about how... Yeah, no, it just talked about how <laughs> Imagine the column was only three paragraphs long. 
<laughs> it talked about these three paragraphs talked about how terrible Serena is at dating and mentions all the losers she dated. Uh, and then it's like, it's not my fault though. It's Gossip Girl's fault for reporting on it. And now that Gossip Girl's gone, I'm finally in the best relationship of my life because I can be myself. And and no one calls him Lonely Boy. And like, this is what's supposed to take down Gossip Girl. Like, it's giving like college essay. Yeah. Like how I overcame well, how I overcame does. my high school bully. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I I get it. I'm going to, like, of the three parties involved in this scene, I'm going to give credit to Serena here. Because first off, she came in with a purpose. She <laughs> is trying to digest a lot of information. So I don't blame her for the egomaniac she is being like, ah, screw all this. I need to, screw all the intel we're going to get importantly as to who caused this accident. I need to upload my own right. column. Secondly, <laughs> Dan, my dude, like, control D or control alt delete. Like, get something <laughs> to your lock screen whenever you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's office etiquette 101, because someone could just waltz in, sit down with your whole ass email open with all these encrypted, not even encrypted. No, no, no. Yeah, messages where Gossip Girl is just and writing emails like they're text messages being yeah, like, just okay. Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. But thirdly, this has to come back to this like secretary assistant. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't do the Willy Wonka, oh no, stop, please, don't come back, unless you want something to happen. Uh, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Wrestle this woman to the ground. You, I would not be surprised if Nate fired her after this. It's I also, would. Well, it's, well, that's not who he's going to be firing or fake firing. It's funny because she allowed the exact same thing to happen with Louis Laptops last yes, week. Yes, yes. Louis she's... did the same thing last week where he snuck into Nate's office and posted something to the spectator. And yeah, what, she what is this and be like, for? hey, what's going, what's going on here? It's, but wait, also, like... wait, wait. So that happened last week and Nate has <laughs> made no precautions no, no, no. whatsoever no. to protect his <laughs> no. data? No, no. She, he realized how yeah, good she was at it last week. Is like I could use this to my benefit this week. This is this thing of spectator. Apparently, everyone just has access, like, and can sneak into Nate's computer <laughs> and post, post to the spectator they whenever they, whenever they want. The master laptop. Because <laughs> Louis's done it multiple times at this point. Now, this, the last week was He's not the first time, time Louis did right. either. Yes. It's, is he like the like, Cypress like, like, uh, well, they won't rob the same bank twice. Surely, <laughs> nobody will come back and post another article exactly. on my laptop. Wait, we should we should check in. Do, do we think Serena's in on this plan yet? At this, at this point, I don't think so. I think Still no. it is between this scene and the next scene where she gets fired. I right, think. Right, right. I, think she I, I agree with this. that. I think she sees this acts like rashly and posts her thing to the spectator. Nate probably sees this happening, or his assistant tells him about it, and he goes to Serena's like Serena. I understand like what you must be thinking, but here's what's happening. Yada yada yada. Let's team up. Mm. I'm, I'm assuming that that is is what happens. Um, but. Again, because then otherwise, just, wouldn't Serena just like tell the assistant, like, no, don't worry, it's part of our plan, right? right. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to be so. filming this later on, so we know <laughs> that you're in with the plan. Yeah. It seems like Nate's assistant has to stop letting people uh, gain access to the laptops. This is her biggest flaw. <laughs> if so, I don't. Do we have a name for her? I've just been calling her Nate's assistant. I, I don't know that we That's have fine. a name for her, but yeah. So, <laughs> so. Uh, let's let's go to Dan's big meeting now. He's he's with uh, Simon and Schuster here. Uh, he's. He's thinking for book number two. He's got a couple ideas. He's thinking modern Western, but it's like a Henry the Fourth kind of structure or vibe uh, set on a cattle range during Reconstruction, of course. And uh, I mean, Simon... uh, it feels a little bit like Yellowstone. Could be. I don't know anything about Yellowstone, but maybe uh, Anne Humphrey was the inspiration for it. Maybe. Um, apparently, Westerns are a little played out, and they ask for something more modern. And so Dan's like, all right, how about uh, Manhattan 100 years from today? And they're like, it's the future, and I was just like, no, 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 it's the near future. Um, any, any of, the, <laughs> any of these Good ideas? Uh, yeah, any of the, these ideas standing out to you so far, Mike? Uh, I mean, it's tough because, like, I do agree that westerns 
were maybe not in at that time, but they might be now. And listen, I love Henry the Fourth. I'm a theater yeah. nerd, and I feel like Succession uh, has proven that like Shakespearean like epic stories can be told in a modern day lens. So like, I don't think it's that bad of an idea. I mean, we don't know exactly what the story of the twenty one twelve. Uh, right. book was, <laughs> yeah. which does sound very odd, like the near future. So I guess he's not going to write anything sci-fi, but enough has happened right. to make sure that <laughs> nothing relevant is uh, accrued to it right. whatsoever. Uh -huh. Right. I kind of yeah, hear what's going on a hundred years in the There's future. There's just to be a lot more water. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I looked it up. I think her name is Penelope. Or no, but is Penelope the name oh. of the friend in the? Yeah, Penelope is like a uh, head minion. Blair's head. It does minion. look like that girl's older um, sister, though. Yeah. Uh, Tina? Maybe, we'll her, maybe we'll Tina. Her, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh my god, maybe. Kristen Bell's Gossip Girl? Maybe, yeah, wow, spoiler. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> the actress? Kristen Bell's Gossip wow. Girl. Yeah. So, um, so, it turns out that Simon and Schuster only seem to be interested in a sequel to uh, Inside. And Dan says that uh, he doesn't think anyone's interested in that story again, but... Anne's girlfriend's article about them went up an hour ago and already has over a thousand comments. And honestly, Serena was uh, too busy thinking about herself again to remember that she did promise Dan that she would change this, uh, but she did not, I guess, in her fit of rage, no, yeah, have time yeah. to change it. She just, she just uploaded it she as do a quick is. Got back. Um, yeah, and uh, this is when Dan says he was hoping to stretch. And uh, Mr. Schuster tells him to take a yoga class. And uh, Simon and Schuster <laughs> crack up at this dinner. That's good shit. <laughs> God, God. Oof, they got to start working on a joke book, these two maroons. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Mr. I think Simon one of them even tells... exclaims, like, that's good. Uh, yeah, he said, that's good. That's Write good. that down. <laughs> yeah. Dan, so, use that in your next uh, book. Yeah, they tell, they tell Dan to write what he knows. And uh, also to keep dating Serena until the book comes out because it's good press. Which... Even Everyone is trying to keep that's, these that's two together. That's going to be a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Dan's got to fake this relationship with Serena uh, for a long time. Yeah, everyone trying to push these two together. Everyone's trying to get book. rid of uh, Louis. Yeah, it, it seems like the world is just cooperating to have Blair's wedding not go through and to keep Dan and Serena <laughs> yeah. together. And I think, like, you can happen. only go against Curran for so long. Yeah, yeah just yeah, let exactly. the waves take you over. So, uh... Serena goes to see Nate, and I think at this point, everyone is in on this, but I still love the incredible exchange of, you wanted to see me? Yeah, you're fired. Which, love the, the nonchalance from <laughs> here. Did not know he was in on it at first, but, uh, so he's talking very sternly to Serena about how she went behind his back uh, when they weren't ready, and Serena reveals that she saw Gossip Girl's emails, she knows that they've been secretly working together, so he's a liar and a hypocrite. The the actors are acting right now. They are they are putting on a show for uh, Nate's assistant, maybe Keeney, who is uh, filming all of this. Yeah, it, it, it does, in retrospect, now seem like a bit because Nate has never been that angry in the entire duration of the show. In the history, in the history of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he should have turned to the camera and like given a little wink. So we, so we knew. We knew I'm what was acting. Going on. <laughs> and then his assistant's like Nate. For the last time, you cannot break the fourth wall. If we were gonna, if we are gonna convince Trip, you cannot keep doing that. Sorry, Kitty. <laughs> So, so remember, uh, the last time we saw Max, uh, he was telling Trip that he could help him, and then he got this money out of nowhere. So I guess good job to the writers for bringing this back, I guess. I, I really did think we were just never going to hear from Max. And we don't hear from Max in this episode, but at least yeah. we figure out they, like, they where used he got the, the money. Stupid, and... like, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I didn't need I it. Thought, but... I thought Max was Mikey Day for a second when we got the flashback. I'm like... I don't know. Maybe I just need better glasses because I was looking. I was like, I don't know, like man with like kind of pointed ears and a round face. Did Mikey Day randomly make an appearance in Gossip Girl before going on Frazier, SNL? 
crazier things have happened. So uh, Serena all of a sudden refuses to believe that her, her former uh, fuck buddy trip could be capable of uh, trying to murder uh, Nate, as as is what he brings up here. And he accuses Nate of she accuses Nate of being crazier than Gossip Girl. And uh, Nate argues that her information is reliable and she has photos. So uh, Serena is going to get back on our high horse here. Ask Nate when he stopped being able to tell the difference between his friends and his enemies. Of course, this is all all staged here. And so. She tells Nate that uh, someone should go tell Trip that her, her his cousin is trying to frame him for a crime he didn't commit. And before I knew that this was staged, because they're going to show uh, maybe Keeney uh, filming all of this on, on the phone, I was like wild that Serena is so ready to believe the best in Trip, the very same Trip who left her for dead right. in a car not too long ago and tried to pin the in the accident on her, as she is going to bring up uh, later <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Wait, so how big of a part of the show is Trip up to this point? I mean, re- he's got character. like recurring plot. Like he'll come uh, by for like a multi-episode arc, like once every season or two. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, he's like uh, the perennial thorn in the side of our characters. Of like when Trip shows up, danger's coming. I mean, he when he first comes, he is known as like he's the honest one of the family. He's the only good man in politics. He's the guy that this right, the right. Vanderbilt family is around. He's gonna fix politics. You know, he's gonna be the congressman in New York. And then uh, I guess little by little, or maybe not even little, maybe maybe just like at some point, it was just like, oh no, he's actually the worst person ever. He's gonna uh, hire Serena as you know, as she's like what, like a seventeen, eighteen year old, and gonna have an affair with her while he's married. Uh, uh, uh. He's also yeah, he's also you know. <laughs> with the duplicitous campaigning with Maureen. And then of course, who could forget the car crash that he and Serena get in and, and he just he leaves her for dead and, and then also moves her into the driver's seat. So it looks like she caused <laughs> the, the best part. I oh forget about that. That's, the best, that's the best that's part. The, so wait, so this is, this is the whole time. This is like sweet Aaron to the yeah, voice yeah, of an yeah. angel on Broadway. Yeah. Like this yes. guy he is behind that with a smile. Deeds in the show. He does it so cute. Yeah, I mean, does it so cutely? That's how he gets. Away, that's how he gets away with it. Hey, but you're like to your point though. Her defending him was strange, and then when she has that conversation later with him, I'm like, why are you talking to this guy so casually? And then it all comes together, obviously. Yeah, it, it's crazy that Trip would just believe that she would be like that is so true. on his yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's clear that like he is probably deluding himself into thinking like, yeah, no matter what, she's back. You know. I could drive the car into her and she'd still take me back. <laughs> yeah, probably. So uh, Father Cavalia shows up to Chuck's room and he introduces himself and Chuck knows that he is the Grimaldi's spiritual flack, as he calls him. And so Cavalia tells Chuck about Beatrice's concerns with the marriage and uh, he thinks Chuck may be the answers to their prayers. So he knows that Chuck is on the way to crash the bachelor party. Uh, so bachelorette party. So he lets Chuck know that the party has been moved. And, uh, Chuck has a lot of questions. So Cavalia tells him, like, you know, who cares? The, the woman you love is about to get away. And Chuck's like, I'm quite aware, and thank you for your sympathies, but tell me, Father, what is your angle? Which, smart move from Chuck to ask. Also just love the line oh. delivery from Chuck here. <laughs> and Cavalia's just like, listen, don't question me. This is divine intervention. Take advantage of it. And uh, Chuck's like, yeah, all right, I guess, but I kind of need to talk to Blair in private. And, like, you know, even... even uh, you know, even you can't perform that miracle alone. And that's when Cavalia reveals that he's not working alone uh, and he has a higher power on his side. So Chuck is going to agree and we get the uh, classic Chuck Cavalia team up that we've been begging for. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed this. So this is what I... Who's Chuck going to team up with next? We already had the Chuck Louie team up that we thought would never happen. Now we're going to pair him up with Cavalia. Next week, next week, next week who's Louis, Chuck going to be? <laughs> Maybe could be. Who knows? No, it seems like uh, Nate's dad seems to be a very evil person from when he tells him at the end of the episode. So I'm going to assume them. 
That's grandfather. That's actually. grandfather. That's, Nate, that's yeah. grandfather. Yeah. That's oh, grandfather. very evil. What? Nate's dad's Nate's what? dad's got his own stuff <laughs> going going on. How old is Nate's dad? Like thirty <laughs> two? Probably yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> Well, this is grandfather is uh, on the mother's side. This is his mom's father. Uh, Nate's <laughs> Nate, Nate's dad. We haven't seen Nate's dad since last season when he, uh, I guess, changed in prison and was like a good guy by the time he got out of it. Right. I think so. It was back and forth between like trying to figure out if he was good or not. But uh... well, because he's with uh, he, he defects to the Thorps and then he defects back kind of. So it's, yeah. but I, I believe he's on the oil. He's, 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 he's off that. the cocaine as far as I know. Yes. Yes. As far as I know <laughs> as well. Um, so. Sexy and I know what is playing. Uh, again, what a time capsule this show is. <laughs> you take it back to 2012. <laughs> and the uh, the bachelorette party's been moved to Panchitos. And Blair has never been so excited to be surrounded by so many bridge and tunnel types, as she calls them. Uh, the minions are all <laughs> here as well. Like, the, the, bridge, the bar, like, is it supposed to be raucous? Because it barely, they found a booth. You can never yeah. find seating at a yeah. raucous bar. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to say she would never go in this place, though. This is a little well, out of that's character the thing. for her. She, she would never go. That's, that's why it's like such a thing that she's here yeah. um I, I think that the idea is to be at a place where chuck bass would never be so i, I think, think that's refuse. what they're trying to right you'd think so but i maybe i don't know but the also the minions agreeing to be here like everyone agreeing to be here is, is kind of far-fetched mm. but uh they're gonna play the game the classic game of course ma match the x with the act and they're gonna read through all the terrible <laughs> acts that blair's actors have done but like <laughs> but the, 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 but that's not the game the game is just like quiz. <laughs> that's what I was curious about. I was like, okay, this is going to be like an actual board. But no, they're just asking questions about things that happen in her life. Yep, that's that's exactly it. And if no one guesses correctly, they take a shot. But if they get it right, Blair takes a shot. Uh, so this is how Blair is going to get plastered. And Blair claims that the secrets she wrote down, not even Serena knows. And uh, then she realized that Serena isn't there and is like, where is she? But uh, silly Beatrice forgot to tell her the change of plans. Wasn't Serena planning this party? Like, shouldn't Serena, like, be right. wondering what's going on here? But she doesn't, doesn't matter care. If you when she, when Serena, she gets called later, she's like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm still working. I'll get there eventually. Where is yeah, it? Sure, I'm right there. there. <laughs> like, Serena's no, I think when she heard Panchito, she's like, I'm going to find a... I'm going to get myself further into this B-plot to get an yeah. excuse not to go to this place. Yeah, yeah that, that could be it. Yeah. So Blair calls Serena, tells her about the change of location. And Serena is immediately skeptical because Beatrice doesn't seem like the type of girl uh, who would forget anything, uh, like uh, like forgetting to tell Serena the change of plans. But uh, Blair promises that Beatrice has changed and tells Serena to get here immediately. And Serena's like, no, no, I will not do that. I will not get there immediately. I will not get there at all. So uh, have, have fun. <laughs> and so... And that is because Trip is now meeting with Serena. Uh, he saw the big Serena-Nate fight on Gossip Girl, and he appreciates her standing up for him, even though she has no reason to take his side. And uh, Serena's like, I'm only doing this because it's the right thing. Uh, so we'll so we'll see what happens to that. But first, got to get back to Panchitos. And uh, we're, we're bringing back, of course, who could forget Lord Marcus? We want to know what his favorite song is. And you're right. It's no no matching going on here. It's just, just a quiz. No. And uh, the minions happen to know the answer, so uh, Blair has to drink more. And... For whatever reason, Blair is not suspicious that there have been a lot of lucky guesses tonight. Like, every time she's like, good luck. No one knows this one. What? <laughs> How'd you know? All right. I guess she's like shot six and seven deep at this point. Maybe. But, but how do they know? Isn't there a question where she says, like, I never even wrote this in my diary? How is Beatrice getting these answers to text to everybody? Right. I think I think she must have made up an answer key for Beatrice, which is like, be like if that's the case, Blair should be putting two and two together here. <laughs> right, right. But, I told one person. Wait, there's, no other, there's no other way Beatrice would know. That makes literally, I mean, I guess was it that B 
Beatrice was like the one person that couldn't answer? Was she the keeper of yeah. the keys? And it's like, oh, we yeah, better not give yeah, the answers away. So. But still, I'm, I'm she should be that, suspicious that of Beatrice, Beatrice either way. Right. I'm guessing that Beatrice is like the host. So she is not going to, you know, she's she's not going to, well, she's not supposed to tell anyone, but she clearly is texting everyone. Either way, like answers. a horrible and boring game to play at like a crazy bar like this. Why are you sitting yeah, down like, and doing flashcards? Oh, let's please let's sit down and remember all of my exes, <laughs> like and watch me and watch me get drunk. Nobody else, you just watch me get drunk. Hey, this reminds me of the last time I was at the local uh, in Babylon. Uh, I was with Gina and some friends, and Gina made us play charades at the local like during prime time. I was like, that's "Can I go no, home?" Please? No, <laughs> that's bad. Not that's charades bad. <laughs> in the middle of a packed bar. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna do this, you're gonna whack somebody in the face. <laughs> yeah. I would have re- I would have refused. Um we get a Carter Bazin reference, which is interest of oil rig fame, of course. Uh, which is interesting because I don't think Blair has ever even dated Carter Bazin, but uh, apparently uh what was it? He was the one that once wore Blair's underwear to dinner. Don't know what was going on there. Um so I don't remember that. again <laughs> be I don't think that was on show. I don't think that was in show again, uh, that must have happened off screen. <laughs> must have happened behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beatrice texts text, uh, Father Cavalia that it's working. Uh, we get a montage of Blair getting drunker and drunker. Uh, a random guy steals her tiara, so she gets on the dance floor uh, to get it. And I've never seen Blair have this much fun. And also, every character on the show continues to be the most awkward dancer imaginable. We had that whole dance party a few weeks ago uh, with, with uh, yeah. CC. Oh, yes, yes. And no one there could dance. Now Blair can't dance. At least, like, the, also, last episode, it, they had the excuse of, or how many episodes? It was two episodes ago. Uh, they had the excuse of being old, at least, and just awkward. But now this is like young people dancing at a young person's bar, and it's yeah. also uncomfortable. Could this be there. like a uh, "Hey, we're used to cotillion ballroom style"? That's we're definitely not used part to. Of it. This is it's sort of like Titanic, right? Dancing. Like no, they're not used to going down to steerage and doing the Irish mm-hmm. step dancing. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other classic LMFAO song uh, starts playing here, "Party Rock Anthem." So we got we go two for two with the LMFAO. Which one do you think classics. is bigger? I'd say maybe Party Rock Anthem is a little bit bigger than Sexy and I Know It. I definitely... Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Which one what was on f- Glee first? That's Listen, usually... Party Rock Anthem, I think, was the, the first uh, single. I think it was the first, but uh, my acapella group, The Earth Tones, only covered one of those songs, and it was Sexy and I Know It. So you tell me which Sexy one is and the I bigger. Sexy and I Know It, definitely it's bigger, bigger music song. video, I'd say. Uh, I, don't, wiggle, wiggle. I can't remember either. Either music, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but I feel like Party Rock Anthem. I remember very specifically the Kia Hamsters uh, did a dance to Party Rock Anthem. Right. So I think that was the more like radio clean song right. to true. use. Yeah. Right, well, sound off in the comments. You tell us which one <laughs> which one is the, the more popular song. We will reveal the results live on air next week. Um, Rufus is reading an iPad and giggling to himself. <laughs> he thinks that Serena's column is so great. And he's my not favorite the part of the entire episode is Rufus giggling in the corner. <laughs> so this is like some of the worst like laugh acting I've seen. <laughs> I read I read three paragraphs of the column and nothing no made me even smile, let alone laugh, <laughs> not a let alone laugh out loud. I think he's laughing at how bad her writing is, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that must be. I don't, he, he told Dan to tell her that he liked it. Dan says the whole city's been reading it, over a thousand comments, bad thing for Dan, uh, because he now has to write a, a sequel to Inside, and, uh, you know, so Rufus thinks, uh, you know, he's like, oh, that's great, and Dan's like, no, we're not even dating, we're just faking it for Blair's engagement, and I think Rufus has the right reaction. He does have He pretty it, much right. does, he doesn't react at all, and is like, I'm not even gonna ask you to fill in. Like, even <laughs> Rufus can tell this is nonsense. Yeah, like, no matter what you this tell me, it's not gonna most- make sense. This man's by far the most relatable character in the show, in my opinion. <laughs> Rufus for, for the sure. win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope it I ends like he's... with Rufus taking it all. That all the other <laughs> empires come crumbling down and Rufus stands a lost at the end of it. Rufus inherits Gossip Girl in the, in the last episode. A lot of Rufus and Serena stands coming on lately. 
Yeah, well, Rufus is having a good season, yeah, even is. though he just recently did get that LVP. Um, so it seems like, again, it, they, it almost does not matter who Dan is dating. I, I feel like Simon and Schuster don't give a shit about Dan's modern Western idea anyway, mm-hmm. and they're just using the thing like, just write a sequel. The people love it. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, and then also, as Rufus is going to say, Dan, this dumper. Like, the plan, fake dumper. The plan makes no sense to begin with, and no one is getting anything out of it at this point except for maybe Serena. She gets to pretend that she's dating I, I think it's good for his career. Though. I think it is giving uh, like his sequel buzz, if anything. That's the only reason why they, they care about his second book well, he, is because of Serena. He thinks, it, he thinks it's bad for his career, though. He thinks it's bad, right, because he doesn't want to write this sequel to Insider. Yeah. So, Rufus can understand sacrificing your career for love, but he can't grasp sacrificing it for fake love. He calls it counterintuitive. Uh, some uncharacteristic good advice from Rufus here. And uh, so Dan's going to find Serena to fake break up with her. Uh, so he's off to crash another one of Blair's wedding events. This time it is the bachelorette party, hoping to find Serena. And uh, Rufus is like, tell Serena I'm a fan. <laughs> As he continues giggling about this, this laugh riot of an article. <laughs> he's loopy. Um he is. Let's, let's go back to Panchitos. Uh, since Blair is not sober, she's going to tell Beatrice uh, what she's really thinking tonight, and that is that she's having the best time ever. And uh, she also confides in Beatrice that she was scared about her because she's more schemy than Blair is, but they are cut from the same cloth. Overbearing mother, absent father, weight of a thousand expectations. And uh, Beatrice is like, yeah, you're, you're right. So she takes the opportunity to ask Blair why she's marrying her brother when she knows she's not in love with him. And uh, Blair is like, I, I do love him, but uh, there may be some loves that seem bigger than others or more complicated or harder to let go of, but there's a reason they're not meant to be. And Beatrice points out that you can't choose who you love, but Blair says you can choose how you love them, and there are some people you can only love by not being with them. V- very sad stuff here. Yeah, sad stuff, especially I, when, you, when you ask her, like, oh, like, why don't you love Louie that much? She's like, I do. Like, the, the tone kind of says it all. Last no, week when I, she was with Marina, she was like, I don't not love him. <laughs> right. No, this, yeah, that, compared to that, this felt actually... A little more introspective. I do like the you cannot choose who you love, but you can choose how you love them. I think, yeah. I don't know, that's rather poignant in my opinion. I was like, okay, Gossip Girl, I did not realize that you could uh, pull some quotes out of your ass here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it seems like Blair's uh, kind of depressing speech here may have gotten Beatrice because she's going to get uh, Blair some water to sober up. Remember, the plan was to get her drunk and to get her with Chuck. Right. Now Beatrice is uh, reversing course here, getting her some water. Uh, Serena still nowhere to be found, of course, because uh, she's doing her own she's, bullshit she and going forgot. to her best, her best friend's bachelorette party. It should be a once in a life experience, and she's still. But she has to. Yeah, why? Are, why she's got to. Why did they decide this has to happen today? Is this is right. like 10, 11 o'clock at night? At yeah, this exactly. Point? Do so I don't know. They did. They did say that the bachelorette party started at what? The original plan was five o'clock. Five. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also um, very dark. I mean, it's, I was going to say it's very dark outside, but it's January. The sunset January, is yeah. January, it's famously January 14th. We needed that context. Yeah. Let someone look up when the sun set on January 14th, twenty. <laughs> right, Farmer's Almanac. Come through. <laughs> so Blair calls Beatrice so nice and so pretty as she uh, takes a nap on the table. Uh, speaking of great friend Serena, Drip is telling her that he doesn't understand how Nate can believe he'd want to hurt him when Nate is the closest thing he has to a brother. And Serena's like, yeah, Nate's, Nate's changed. And Trip yells, well, so have I. And I'm not going to let him frame me for a crime I didn't commit. I feel like it's not exactly framing if, if Nate does have, like, the evidence to back this up. Right. And so Serena's like, yeah, we just need to kill the story before he goes public with it. So, uh, you know, we just have to find out who really did it. And they're thinking who could have done it. And, and Trip doesn't even want to say this. But the whole time here, he was replaying the night of the accident in his mind. And he heard Maureen call a car to take her to the Empire. So uh, Trip is blaming Maureen and asks Serena if she's surprised. It's like, it's all she's ever cared about. It's my career and how my success reflects on her. And when she saw Grandfather pass, Trip 
Tessa passed me over for Nate. She must have decided to protect the thing that mattered to her most. So, uh, Rip has the whole motive figured out already, even though he's supposedly just piecing uh -huh. this together now. Uh, and, uh, that's when Grandfather and Nate open the door and come out of the woodwork to reveal, gotcha. surprise, but they've been there the whole time. This is the worst gotcha moment ever, because he didn't admit to anything. He just said right. somebody else did it. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, what exactly... so wait, so, yeah, I'm confused, because, like, is this true or not? Um, is what true? I thought that Trip was trying to throw Maureen, who I'm assuming is his wife, wife, yes. wife yes. or uh, I guess soon to be not, uh, under the bus <laughs> by being like, no, it was her fault. Yes. I didn't do anything. Right. He said everything that that's he what, did under her name. That's what he yeah, So that's what I imagine. So it, it, he wasn't right. He was throwing everything under the bus, but they're catching him red handed by also being like, but we also have this other information to prove that you're lying about it. <laughs> right, right, right. So okay. we got you. So, we know you're lying. Like, Rip is what? obviously just as confused as we are. So uh, they let Nate explain that he and Serena staged the argument on Gossip Girl. They figured Trip would try to pin it on someone else, just like he did two years ago. Uh, Serena asked the valid question, did you really think I'd talk to you again? Never mind, take your side against Nate's after what he did. But valid. this is all fun and everything. Love, love a big gotcha moment. But as we were saying, <laughs> what exactly are they accomplishing here? Trip didn't confess anything. Right. <laughs> he, he blamed it on someone else, and they're just like, gotcha. We knew you'd try to pin this on someone else, and now we heard you pinning it on someone else. <laughs> 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 they did, could have skipped the whole gotcha and just like bombarded him instead. Yeah, they literally had an alibi from Maureen. It's not right. like uh, oh, we have to wait for him to say the magic word and then we'll come in and say no. Right. Like oh, wait, his story lines up. Like, what kangaroo court is this? You're not under a court of law. You're not a, having all... a hold a hand to the Bible while you're saying right. this. They didn't need to hear him say it, and so Trip claims he's like no. It was Maureen, and we we let's ask her ourselves. And grandfather's one step ahead of him. Uh, supposedly, Maureen had an airtight alibi, and he knows this because on the night of the accident, she was with grandfather consulting about a divorce lawyer. And as soon as she hears about this, she's definitely gonna go be through with you. And uh, so, Trip is still the worst confirmed, but this plan makes no sense. No, like, it's a horrible. Plan. Super unnecessary. <laughs> It's like, uh, Plus, ah. like this this man, he's probably doesn't want to be up at this hour either. Assuming again it's maybe like ten or eleven. Like he's like, if I have to just crouch here behind this set of double doors until he uh, says Maureen, that's what we're waiting for. Yep, that's key word. You guys keep me young again. I love being in the seams with you with, with you youngsters. I, I am glad that if anything that led to these three attacking Trip though, because the shots I think it might be the next sequence. The shot of yeah. all three of them staring over him. Staring down. And, <laughs> and they go back to the so shot. Funny. Every other shot. It's so insane. It's it's so why, good. What, We'll get, it. we'll get into it. First, uh, Chuck and Cavalia are going to show up to Panchitos. And uh, Cavalia is going to, he tells Chuck to wait in the car. Cavalia is going to go in. We get some A plus line readings with a, a priest in a bar. Kinky. And then he's just like, you have How? no idea. How? How? Yeah. Why? Yeah, okay. Why? Yeah, sure. Dude, That's not you, baby. And then, and then you have no idea. Like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking? So yeah, What a weird response to a very <laughs> weird statement. <laughs> So, um, Blair leaves to get some air, and then the girl that just said that the priest was kinky asks uh, if Blair has a match and has her hold her joint in her mouth while she goes to find one. And uh, Blair with a joint hanging out of her mouth is quite the sight. This woman is cool. an alien. This woman has to be an alien. She might be my MVP of the episode. Like... You'd think she was in on it, but we, we cannot confirm or deny that. Uh, the cops show up. Blair thinks they're strippers. Uh, it doesn't help that uh, this is Officer Wiener. <laughs> now, what's interesting is this was in 2012. Uh, was this not yep. Anthony Wiener? time to shine i believe well it was because last week when uh they were doing the end of the the best of like end of list on the spectator uh anthony weiner uh won the award for uh biggest 
a political blunder and also like something else. So uh, yeah, definitely back to back. Wait, so then why was there not a reference to that from Blair? Don't know. I, I don't know. I <laughs> with a name like Officer Weiner, it's he is gonna have a tough time beating the stripper allegations. Um, but <laughs> I guess it's just a coincidence here. <laughs> um, so Blair's having a great time. Tells the cops to cut the small talk. Let's find out if they're New York's finest. Uh, she reaches for the crotch, but she finds his gun. And, uh, that's when the cop. That's when Officer Weiner. Uh, takes his cuffs out to arrest her, and everyone starts snapping a pictures of her with their phones. Uh, I don't know. How did Blair think these uggos could ever be strippers? She must have been wasted. Wow. That's, that's, wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. Remember, she talks about the bridge and tunnel people, right? She probably feels like that's they true. can't hire the highest <laughs> yeah, quality yeah, strippers. That's true. Exactly, yes. They're not even creative with their naming. Yeah. So Dan, Dan shows up to defuse the situation, uh, but the cop yells at him to back off, and Dan listens. So Dan, very helpful there. Uh, Blair tries to pull rank now, tells the cop that she's going to be the princess of Monaco. Uh, but I guess uh, Officer Wiener, the king of the sixth precinct, doesn't know who she is. Um, and but, but that would be a terrible spinoff of the show if, if Officer king Wiener of started. Uh, the, king, the king of the sixth precinct coming to Cream Weekly next Sorry, year. Kevin be... James. I would love the adventures of Officer Wiener and, I don't know, a deputy ball sack, I guess, would be his sidekick. <laughs> clever name. Very clever. Uh, next time Rufus is just giggling, Dan's going to be like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching the new episode of Wiener and Ball Sack. On- <laughs> on that ball sack is such a card. <laughs> oh, ball sack's wife. It's not going well between them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before getting carted off, Blair Blair throws her tiara into the crowd, screaming, "I love you, New York!" Which is incredible. <laughs> is this the only really, moment I of love, the entire episode I really enjoyed? Is, is Blair? I love, I love drunk Blair so yeah, much. Chuck uh, chooses now as the time to get out of the car after Blair has been carted away, and so Dan obviously thinks that Chuck is now the one behind it. Um, we're going to go to the 6th Precinct. Uh, Blair's no longer buddy-buddy with Beatrice. She comes out screaming at her, blaming her. Uh, for She must have paid the girl to give her the joint and then tipped off the cops uh, because you wanted to humiliate me in the eyes Sounds of the plausible. world. And But Noble Dan is here to uh, tell No, it's not Beatrice's fault. It was Chuck's uh, with his zero evidence. His only evidence is that Chuck <laughs> he happened saw to him be there. there. He showed yeah, up the yeah. exact same time that Dan did, too. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan's just trying to get Chuck out of the way so he can go back to second place in the Blair sweepstakes. Right, right. Mm, it's, yeah. it's funny how he's even trying because he knows he'll never be number one, but he just wants to be, like, rising the ranks. He wants to be the runner-up, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, if something exactly. happens to that first-place person, you're right there. That's true. Exactly. They, if if, if Trip the... has anything to do with your brake fluid, then Dan's real, right behind uh... you. Yeah. <laughs> A real Ron DeSantis strategy from Dan here. His son, really <laughs> battling for second place just in case something might happen to, to Louis. If he gets indicted at some point, who knows? Sounds incriminating. So, um, Beatrice wants to speak with Blair privately, so Dan stays behind to wait for Blair's thing. Uh, he hits he hits the guy with a, "Are you doing?" Which was came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Brandy, you're hey, look, I, Was that a Penn Badgley improv? You think that he's just it like, I don't know been. how to end yeah. this scene. <laughs> exactly, I, that must have been it. Um, so this is when we have Nate, grandfather, and Serena all staring down at Trip and. <laughs> Boy, they must have loved this shot because very... they keep going. <laughs> three, fucking, I mean, just like arranged a in a way where they're all just like, like disapprovingly. Why didn't glaring. they let Trip stand up? <laughs> nope, you're not allowed. Your walking privileges are revoked. Why were they arranged that way? Who did it? Were they like, all right, Serena, you crouch down a little. I'll stand over here. Grandfather, you get to my right. And, we'll and then when they would do the shot say, back how... to Trip, they would just get like so much neck from like behind the neck. Like it was a lot of. I don't know it's very cluttered in those shots. <laughs> maybe, maybe again they couldn't afford that much space. Maybe they could only get half the room. It's like, right, just cramp in. Yeah, get closer, get closer. So they, they make trips start at the beginning, and now that they're like, 
we got you. Now you have to tell us the truth. He's like, okay, you did get me. You were hiding the whole time. I guess I'll just tell you everything. Yeah. So he uh, he met Max the day of the accident. Uh, he offered to help Trip in exchange for money. Uh, Trip was so angry at Grandfather that he paid Max to drain the brake break fluid from the car. Um, and here I'm like, wow. So Max seemed like a good guy up until like the last couple of episodes. Now he has no qualms about murdering someone as long as he gets his money. But then we find out that uh, that uh, it turns out Max played him. He took the money and ran. Mm -hmm. So he did have qualms about murdering someone, but also just randomly changed his mind about wanting to get revenge on Ivy. Like, he's just like, oh, all right, I got money now. I, I guess I'll leave. Yeah, so, whatever. I, he, I think he called right. her and tell her that. He's, he's like, I got money, I'm out of town. See you around. <laughs> yes. Um, Mike, we're not even going to bother to tell you what's going on with Ivy. You don't, you, we don't have she's time to right explain now. this. She's I don't know her. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about it. Yeah, she's not in this episode, so we're just going to leave her out of okay. it. Okay, um, okay. So... So Tripp did the deed himself, uh, and he tries saying that like he didn't want anything happen to Blair. Clearly, he didn't care if Nate ended up in a wheelchair or worse. And this is when Tra cla Tripp claims he never thought it would get that bad. So why was he doing this? He's I didn't like, think not having brakes would be that bad. Yeah, yeah like, I thought you just, just, like just bump a car and everyone have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you'd bump into a car and you'd get roughed up a little. What the fuck kind of <laughs> excuse is that? That is insane. I mean, yeah, Blair got pretty roughed up. I'd say. How does Trip not go to like jail? Like, what he happened? Absolutely should. What happened? Did they? Did they just like let him go after this? Oh no, no. What did they? They. Uh, Nate says, uh, "Grandfather's going with Trip to the police." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Trip wants to tell the police. Oh, did officer is did. Officer Weiner gonna arrest him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. Officer Weiner. Like a job ball sack's gonna put you away for life. <laughs> this poor this guy goes back to Mrs. Weiner tonight and is like, "You would not believe the day I had." <laughs> All these rich stuck up people. Freaking the Princess of Monaco was at Panchitos for some reason. <laughs> then the fucking Congressman Trip Vanderbilt <laughs> apparently tried to murder his brother. Wait, he's a congressman? The editor of The Spectator. Yeah, yep, it's Congressman Trip. Yeah. yeah. He is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so uh, where were we? Are they, they, we're, we're at the point where they keep cutting that stupid shot of the three of them yes, staring yes. at Trip. And then Trip's like, yeah, I just wanted to ruin your weekend, not, not your life. And like, there are other ways to do that trip. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like hide his shoes, get gum in his hair, don't cut the brake light to his car. Trip just couldn't help seeing Nate succeed because they both know there's only so much of grandfather's love to go around. The hole that grandfather has on his little grandkitties, as Nate will point out later. Yeah, so uh, grandfather not impressed with the answer of not enough love. And uh, says that grandfather raised him to kneel before him and now his life is over. So Serena, of course, just needs to make this about herself. And she's like, yeah, but remember the accident from two years ago? Uh, don't want you to get off scot-free like you did last time. And uh, this time he's going to pay for what he did and Nate's going to see to it. Uh, so Serena gets a text from Dan uh, telling her that Blair is at the precinct. Nate does not even react. He's just like, you go. I'll take care of it here. And so Nate's going to go. They've you think got he's going to murder Trip? Is that what's going to happen? That's what it seems like. <laughs> like that's roll insane. him into that fireplace? <laughs> um, no, don't worry. Just... I'm just going to rough you up a little bit by pushing you down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to ruin your weekend, Trip, not your life. <laughs> it's time to drain you of your life fluid. <laughs> My God, Blair and Beatrice are in the precinct. Uh, Blair, Beatrice is telling Blair that when Blair's face is all over, uh, page six tomorrow morning, she'll have known to blame but herself. Oh, sorry. Uh, Blair says this to Beatrice, but the story won't be getting out because Beatrice bought all the phones and cameras off everyone at the bar. Uh, go Beatrice, you know? So she says, if anyone talks, it'll just be a rumor, no proof. And uh, Blair has never been so happy for the demise of Gossip Girl. What do you Would think she spent on each that? one of those? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I guess... Luckily, this is a time where, like, the cloud doesn't exist, so it's not like right, things right. could immediately get backed up. Or, yeah. like, 
Did Beatrice immediately do this? Because I would immediately, if I took a picture of this, like send it to everyone I knew, being right. like, oh my God, check out what Blair Waldorf's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Beatrice has to act fast. fast yeah, right that, fast. that's a good point. In 2012, what was your asking price if someone offers you money for your phone on, on the spot? For the phone I had in 2012, $1.50. <laughs> oh, wow. You see, I had just gone out of college and I actually got an iPhone as a graduation present. Mm. So, like, it would have to be a chip. I'd say at least like four figures. To get my wow. phone off of me. Wow. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think Beatrice can bucks. afford that. I think Beatrice can afford that. Yeah, yeah. I think she's. I think. So, um, Beatrice pulls Blair's tiara out, puts it back on her head, and they share a nice hug. And you know, I was like, oh, I, I actually felt good things about Beatrice for once. She she is so nice and so pretty. She she I, that was very sweet of her to say. That was very cute. Uh, much better than Louis. I I prefer her here to be for here sure. instead of Louis. I mean, if we're if we're ranking the royals of this family, I, yeah, Beatrice uh, far above Louis, and then the mom, I, who cares? And a, a better accent too. Louis's got the most annoying accent in mm-hmm. the series. Is the is the actor? Because I know the actress for Beatrice is actually French. Is the Louis actor French? Yes, he is also so, actually yeah. French. And so okay. it's hard to tell if he's a bad actor or if he's just French. But I, right. I think he's a bad actor. The infamous, that's the Both. game you play at a bachelorette party. <laughs> that's bad actor, a great French. Bad actor French. <laughs> Next time I go to the local, I'll have Gina play that the game with me instead of charades. <laughs> <laughs> so Grandfather and Nate here. Grandfather lets Nate know that he's going to take trip to the police, and he thanks Nathaniel for the way he handled things tonight uh, and for never believing that he could have had anything to do with this heinous crime. Was that it also debate? sounds incriminating, no was, too. No, no one was ba- blaming Grandfather. He's like, thanks for not believing it could have been me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> was that I, on I the think table? it might be. <laughs> so, Nate sarcastically tells Grandfather, Grandfather, glad your conscience is clear. Uh, Nate's on a roll now. He tells Grandfather that uh, you know he's pitted Nathaniel and Tripthaniel against each other their whole lives. Uh, everything's a competition, and the prize is your approval. Uh, it's the great Vanderbilt tradition. And so Grandfather responds to this. He's like, need I remind you that uh, Diana Payne would have never given you your job if I didn't pay her to. Like, how does Grandfather think that will make it any better? Like, Nate, Nate's whole thing is he hates that he's a Nepo baby more than anything else. So, <laughs> like, right. terrible response from Grandfather. Yeah, Nate's just like, you know what, you're right. Uh... I'm going to try to do something myself now. Yeah, he asks uh, Nate if he really thinks he can make it on his own, and Nate tells him he doesn't know, but it's the only way it'll meet anything. So Nate set up some meetings with investors, and uh, they'll be making Grandfather an offer to, I guess, buy him out of uh, of his holdings of the spectators. And I've got news for you. This episode marks the last appearance of Trip and William Vanderbilt. So no more Cousin Trip and no more Grandfather. Wow. Joining- Whoa, I cannot believe I- this is a very special occasion that I was here for the last ever appearances yes. of, like, these apparent supervillains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Vanderbilts. They're, they're going to the oil rig with Carter. So I guess is the question then that like Trip did get go to jail I guess or I, may I have killed to, right I have to guess that Trip like I don't remember obviously but I have to guess that Trip is going to jail and William's getting like grandfather's getting bought out and is like oh fuck my grandkids then I, I guess mean, I'll go even, I, even I the, guess I'll go to billionaire camp so the spectator gets bought out Nate still got this job given to him no matter what right he's still a nepo baby yeah, he can't shake yeah. him. He's just got to embrace it like Jack Quaid Yeah does. that's the, that's the thing like uh, nepo exactly. baby is more about a positional thing than like a uh than like a, I don't know, resources thing in my opinion. Like, yes, right. you can make a name for yourself now, but that still doesn't make up for the fact that you got into this position right. in the first place because of the benefit you were afforded due to your family exactly. name. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's just gotta he's just gotta lean into it. Um, so Serena finally shows up to the bachelor party uh, while it's at the the bachelorette party at the precinct, and uh, Blair's fine. They're not pressing charges. Uh, while Dan and Serena are alone, Dan wants to tell Serena. Uh, and Serena asks if she's if he's fake breaking up with her, and that is exactly what's happening. And he says, uh, you know how guys say it's not you, it's me? Well, in this case, it's my book. Uh, never heard that line before, but uh, Serena says that he hasn't hurt her fake feelings because she would never That's the book. It's such a good line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rufus <laughs> is like, yucking Rufus, it up if you read that. <laughs> Rufus would love the stretching line, too. 
<laughs> so <laughs> Rufus is like, hey, can I pitch something for the book? book? Uh, can you say, uh, and that's what I call Plitherack. <laughs> <laughs> I said that when I was watching the episode. It's an all-time Rufus joke. Um, so Blair comes running in. She's excited to see Serena. She asks if everything's okay. And then she's like, oh, were you worried about little old me? And uh, Serena tells Blair she smells like a distillery. And Blair's like, I had shots. They were fun. The first 10 anyway. Um, again, very cute episode for drunk Blair. But also... And she, like she, that means she had more than ten shots, and she's not blacked out. She's not like these Upper East Siders can yeah, drink. Probably weighs hundred. Yeah, what's her what's her BAC at this point? Literally, uh, it reminds <laughs> me of uh, one of the first times we ever got got drunk in high school, and I famously told Ganesh to uh, stop me at ten shots, and then I ended up blacking out and throwing up anywhere, everywhere. And the next day, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, I I must have like it was I only had ten shots." And Ganesh was like, "Oh no, you had way more than ten shots." <laughs> I was like, "What, what do you mean?" Like he was Ganesh. like, "Well, yeah, because you." You came up to me and said, I'm at nine shots right now. Make sure I don't take more than ten. And you had a lot more than one more. I was like, well, then why did you stop me? And he's like, well, you look like you're having a good time. Yeah, he's like, you look like you're having a good time. Oh, I thought he, had, I I thought he had misinterpreted it to say, don't make me do ten more. So you're like, okay, blame we get to 19. <laughs> it, uh... That would have been a better excuse. He was like, he, instead, he just didn't want to hurt my feelings. And it looked like I was having a good time. But so me and Blair are the same is pretty much what I'm, what I'm getting at here. Um, Except she didn't throw up. Or so, out. yeah. That's true. I don't know. So we don't know what she did in that jail cell. That's true. That's, yeah, That's true. Yeah. Uh, Serena apologizes for missing the excitement, but uh, Blair had someone to watch over her, and she says how nice Beatrice is. Uh, I think Blair might be falling in love with Beatrice a little. Serena's old news now. Beatrice is the nice I mean, and pretty yeah. one. One of them was at the Bachelorette, and one of them wasn't. One of them wasn't, yeah. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of Beatrice, she takes a phone call. Uh, Cavalia asks where Blair is, and... Uh, you know, if Beatrice can get her to Chuck's hotel. But Beatrice says the plan is finished. It's over, and so are we. She doesn't want to play these games to hurt people. Uh, she only wants Cavalia, but he's never going to leave the church for her, and they both know it, but she's the only one brave enough to say it out loud. And she hangs up on him. So again, go Beatrice. Go Beatrice. It's still funny that they want to just like, get Blair drunk and then just like shove her into Chuck's room and like, well, they're going to fornicate now. <laughs> well, this they must happen. <laughs> this is like, not going to be, she, this is not going to come back onto Chuck whatsoever of <laughs> right. taking advantage of a very drunk woman. Right. Yeah, right. They just want to like, shove them both in a room, smush them together a la like well, yeah, dolls and like send it to Louie and be like, look, they're kissing. <laughs> and... <laughs> right. Uh, Dan's reading S by S now. Um, he's also on the phone with Serena and uh, she's telling him that Blair made, him, made it home safely. Uh, she just tucked her in and Dan tells Serena he never thought he'd read something by Serena Vanderwoodson that would make him laugh out loud. And even more impressive, uh, it, there's a lump in his throat. Uh, so kind of a read in itself being like, never thought you would write something that, that made well, me yeah, feel anything. It, yeah. It's interesting though, because I remember the last one that I was on all the way back in season two, there was this like C plot of like, Serena never thinking she was a good writer, and the teacher says, like, well, yeah, that's because, like, yeah. Dan's a little, like, stuck-up boy who, like, consistently gets attention because he's so rich, but, like, you're actually a good writer, so it ended up being a fun full-circle moment for me, personally. <laughs> right. There you go. That's right. You've been following the Serena writer plot from the, from the very beginning. <laughs> both, um, yes, both episodes that apply one. to it. It's a big one. Also, what part of that stupid column is so goddamn funny that people are reading? I don't I need, know. I need to know. I need to know. Um, so Dan says it's surprisingly real for something that's supposedly fake, and uh, it must mean a lot to Serena, coming from writer Dan, the, the author of Inside. Mm-hmm. But uh, Serena's like, well, it's not all fake. And Dan's like, oh, well, yeah, we used to date. So so there's history. And Serena's like trying to allude to something else, but Dan is just not picking up it's on so it. It's like, so obvious. She, it seems like she's being She's like, yeah, but also, like, kind of. And he's like, what? And she's like, I don't know. It's just, you know, me and you. And he's like, what? You can tell me. We're Serena and Dan. Come on. I, it must be true. I read it. And she's like, eh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I, I have to go. Chuck, Chuck is here for some reason. So Chuck shows up at the penthouse and... Uh, 
he tells Serena, I don't know what it is you think I did tonight, but all I care about is her. And Serena tells Chuck that Blair's asleep, and even if she wasn't, she wouldn't want to see Chuck anyway. And uh, Chuck wants Serena to tell her that he came by, and he says, and that I'm not done. It's one thing I learned from Blair. You don't give up on the people you love. And you know, I know, I know he's problematic, but I did say go Chuck. This episode is <laughs> you stupid. Said that loud. But, but the hey, line, well, yeah, I was, I was like, go Chuck, go Chuck. <laughs> well, except for like, he spends 30 seconds there, if any, like, don't give up on your love. But right now, I'm giving up. I'm pretty Goodbye. tired right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing Blair taught me, it's to never give up on your love. Chuck, get out of here. All right, fine. All right. Go. All right. <laughs> you got me. All right, but tell Blair that I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back first here. thing in the morning. <laughs> I know that Sarah Gar was probably going wild at this scene. Yeah, I'm yeah, wondering Chuck. if now we're going to have a, another sequence where he is driven crazy and turns bad again because he's had the stretch of being good Chuck, and now him what? not having Blair in his midst is he's going to be bad dude again. Uh, we'll see. Um, Serena has made Blair some French press. Uh, she shouts at her to rise and shine, Jailbird. And uh, Blair's hungover as fuck, so she doesn't want her to turn the lights on. Uh, the room is spinning. Uh, there are sheets of paper in front of Blair, and it seems that uh, she has found Louis's wedding vows. Uh, she found them hidden in her desk last night. Now, we talked about how bad Nate is with the security of his uh, computer. Why is Louis this hiding sure. his vows in Blair's desk? <laughs> yeah, like, that's how you want them to be found. That seems suspicious right, right. to me. Yes. But also... But we know that Dan wrote them. Yes. So did Dan like leave them as an intermediary for Louis to eventually find? Maybe. I don't Dan put them there, or if Dan gave them to Louis and Louis put them there. I, I don't yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here, but uh Serena feigns Why are they outrage, but then she's I don't know. She sits down on the bed and asks uh how the v vows were, and Blair's like, It's like Louis peered into my soul. I, I know Louis loves me, but sometimes I wonder if he understands me. But reading this is exactly what I needed to go into our wedding, sure, of my choice. Uh, so a as they would want us to believe in this scene, it turns out that Louis knows Blair after all. Uh, Brendan, you've been following this story. Was this surprising to you? Did you think that something was up, or were you just like, oh, I, I guess he maybe he does know Blair? Yeah, that's what I thought. There's no reason to believe otherwise at this point. Um, and I think the reveal is even more annoying, maybe. Because I, I, th I really don't care about... Uh, dare anymore the, the way the show is going at this moment i want them to just be friends like i i, I know you've been thank talking you. about this for a while thank but you. like can we like we don't need this third place player play anymore i, I don't it's not mm. necessary i want him to just end up with serena already it's fine I, not that they're the most interesting couple but it he seems to like drop it's out of the much, race too much and needs to drop out of the race and endorse chuck he is stealing votes from the chuck bass party yeah he's yeah, a spoiler right now yeah exactly yeah. that's what dan needs to do so uh, Blair allows Serena to be a little jealous. Uh, she can't wait for Serena to hear the vows on Saturday is when the wedding is, this Saturday. So uh, I would be shocked if they, uh, a la How I Met Your Mother, was able to drag this whole season out over the course <laughs> right, of like right. one weekend. It's, it's but, uh, happened before. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, she she also tells Serena she doesn't have to keep up the charade with Humphrey for her any longer because she and Louis are in a good place now, uh, not what Serena wants to hear. And uh, Serena's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go take the column down right now because it's going to help Dan. Um, I guess she... Can just like take the column down after it's already been posted. I don't know. Well, we that. know that Nate's computer is open wide, so go ahead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we get a uh, Gossip Girl voiceover. Uh, she's back. Miss me, Upper East Siders? Have you been asking yourselves if you're better off now than you were two months ago? Uh, so now Gossip Girl's only been gone for two months. I thought last week they had said three months. I can't keep track of the timeline. I don't think the writers give a no, shit about continuity at this point. But so. Um, Cavalia and Beatrice are walking outside the church, and Cavalia is telling Beatrice what a huge mistake she's making because he still has her mother's ear. Um, did you think he meant literally, Brendan? 
What a twist I, that I did. If yeah. he just had a, like, oh, <laughs> he just had an ear in his sorry, I mean, yeah. these people are becoming more and more decrepit as the episode goes along. <laughs> so uh, when I was moving the other day, I found uh, the little medicine ear? jar that I keep my toenails in. Ear? From when they oh, fall off. Ew. I have two toenails. Oh, God, what? two big toenails. Maybe I'll what make that are you another, telling me right another now? Patreon. Tier. What? The fuck? <laughs> I've lost oh, two wait, big toenails on. and I kept them and I'm going to sell them. For what reason? You're going to plant a toenail tree? <laughs> yes. You figured it out. You can't just say this like it's a normal thing. It's not normal. I didn't present it as normal information. It's just, it is Well, true. you said it nonchalantly. <laughs> well, it came up organically. Okay, I'm not even, I'm not even going to follow up with anything. I don't else. think the toenails came off organically, though. <laughs> no, it came up from basketball so, games. Ah, of course. So... Uh, Cavalli threatened that uh, Beatrice's mother would have no trouble believing that she was still trying to ruin her brother's wedding. Uh, so when he told her mother that she might benefit from some missionary work in South Africa, she agreed. And I was like, what the fuck? So Beatrice threatens to tell her mother that they slept together and he'll be defrocked. But Cavalli basically says, it's your word against mine and your mom's going to believe the priest. So shitty mom alert there to uh, not believe own daughter oh uh, man a uh, bl- bl- blistering statement about our views on catholicism right of like uh, <laughs> believe the priest above yep. the people who the catholicism is affecting mm-hmm. exactly so uh beatrice says he can't get rid of her but uh or he can get rid of her but she still won't be able to stop the wedding uh damn beatrice all for the cause all of a sudden she is now a chair shipper like the rest of us or not <laughs> yeah. the opposite she she's a layer shipper she's the only layer shipper um so that's true uh, cavalli is said Cavalli says that's why he's gotten someone better to help him in his cause. And uh, Beatrice gets a call from her mother, and Cavalli wishes her bon voyage. So fuck this guy. And uh, Brendan, a whole slew of finales here. So this episode marks the last appearance of Beatrice Grimaldi as well. Wow. I was about to ask. It, it, it yeah. feels like they literally just wrote her off the show by being like, you're going to Africa. And yep. <clears throat> uh, spoiler alert, I'm assuming this Louis thing doesn't work out. Just a hunch. There's no excuse to bring yeah, her back. Yeah. Yeah, t- timing wise, it makes a lot of sense that she hasn't been here in a little while, and like all of a sudden here she is. Goodbye. Well, Carter getting a lot of help this week on the oil rig. He's going to be <laughs> he so really thrilled. Is. <laughs> Job got a lot easier. So, yeah. So uh, Dan also gets another call. It's from Serena, and she has to meet for lunch. Dan's like, I'm kind of uh, writing my book right now, so uh, what, what's going on? And Serena claims that she talked to Blair this morning, and she actually wants him to stay together until the wedding. You know, just so Louie doesn't expect anything. Uh, this Makes is so sad me. and pathetic from Serena. Uh, I feel like I feel like for a very good episode for Serena, this is where I was kind of shaking my head like, come on. Yeah. I mean, That's... I guess everyone's – you're allowed to be a little selfish on this show, <laughs> I suppose. It kind of just becomes what the territory, but still feels uh, – uh, this is going to come well, yeah. back to bite her. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I said the same thing last week. It's like we're having this thing where every time you think that Serena might be having a good episode, mm-hmm. she pulls something like this and she she asked Dan, she's like, would you hate that? And boy, would it have been great if Dan was like, yes, I'd hate that. Let's not do that at all. But Dan's I, like, yeah. he, he like seems clearly pained, but he's like, uh, that's fine just until the wedding. Right. And right. Serena's like, yeah, but we should, you know, probably still go out to keep appearances right. up. Either way, he's, he's not her, eager. What is her? I guess an end game, best, best case scenario, here? she tricks him into falling in love with her. I'm going to check the movies were Serena? in theaters. That's the end game. <laughs> You're going to see what they were seeing in the, movie, in the movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dan wants to get coffee, but Serena's like, no, nah, dinner and a movie. And Dan's like, all right, fine. And so uh, Dan could clearly not care less about any of this, but Serena is so excited. Okay. So she they, they could have seen, number one <laughs> in the pictures was, of course, the hit film Contraband. Uh, okay. Second was the 3D release of Beauty and the Beast. I imagine what they went to go see was probably Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm, yes. uh, though they could have also, if they were really into the gospel phase, could have gone to see Joyful Noise as well. Uh, or the really big RDJ fans, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Oh, well, I mean, 
With all that, uh, oh, you know, wait a minute. They've been doing. Number yeah. 10 in the box office, we bought a zoo. They went to go see we bought a zoo, 100%. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah, I was reading Gossip Girl at that time, and I did remember seeing Spotted, S and Lonely Boy, but at, we bought it. I can't think of a quippy thing to say at the spot, but. <laughs> Would have been impressed. You, you can just imagine. You can figure it out. <laughs> Um, speaking of Gossip Girl, she, more, we get some more voiceover work from her. Uh, trapped under the weight of a false accusation, I've done a lot of thinking about the kind of girl I want to be from now on. I'd like to be the kind who does what she says she's going to do. Uh, at, in, during this uh, kind of voiceover here, Dan gets a delivery. He opens it, and it's a copy of The Stranger by Albert Camus. Uh, but it also has a little note from Louis reading, Thank you for writing my vows. It'll be our secret. Louis. And, oh, man, this love quadrangle just uh, keeps on quadrangling. Yeah, because it, it, so, it's, it's okay that he's not interested in Serena, but this reveal that he, he still loves, loves Blair, I'm like, oh, my God. Was there a reference to the stranger between the two of them earlier, or is it just like, I'm French, this is Camus, <laughs> yeah, we love I it that here. Might be, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah there's no, I don't think there's any other reason why he was saying that. So, so uh, the, the thing is, like, this implies that, so Louis knows that he knows Blair so little that he has to go to one of the many other people that are actually in love with Blair just to get his vows written. And, like, that's just okay with him? Someone like, that he <laughs> sort of like, knows has had a thing for Blair for a while. Right. And he's like, I'm just going to have someone else write my vows. That's fine, though. I'll still marry Blair. Also, no better way to keep a secret than to leave it in a secret in writing. Dear Dan, thanks for secretly <laughs> writing my vows. Love, Louis. Hope no one finds this. XOXO. Yeah, he's really pulling a Gossip Girl of like, hey, thank you for this thing that nobody else should know about. Yeah. How much different would it have been for Louis to ask Chuck to write the vows? Uh, I don't know. A little different. really a writer. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Chuck would have done the exact opposite. He'd be like, Louis would be like, you are so smelly, Blair, and I am so unworthy of your love. That would have been good. I really think this is what Blair wants to hear on her wedding? Yes. Yes, trust, trust me. She loves getting dead, of course. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chuck visits Cavalia. Uh, he has no interest in niceties. He just wants Cavalia to tell him what he knows. Uh, and he knows what is in Blair Waldorf's heart. And if Chuck doesn't want this wedding to happen, together they can make sure it doesn't. Uh, Chuck responds with the classic mindset of, she already thinks I'm a villain. I may as well become one. And who does that help? Uh, I guess there's some intrigue here. I, I don't know. Is I guess, do you think that uh, Chuck is actually becoming the villain again? Or is he like pulling one over on Cavalia? I don't, he hasn't done anything to show me that he's villainous yet, but uh, I, we know mm. he's capable of it. So I don't know. I, I think he's going to use Cavalli as much as he can to see if he can get where he's going. So they shake hands, and Gospel closes us out with, uh, you know what they say, talk is cheap, so if you don't have anything nice to say, maybe you should just shut your mouth. XOXO, Gossip Girl. And that is our episode. Uh, that's that's it. Uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, all of that was, happened. Was, that all, all of this happened, more or less. Um, so let's let's get into our segments here. Of course, uh, my former favorite segment, user review of the week. Comedy fans still writing a review for every single episode. They give this episode an eight out of ten and say, "I must say, I love Drunk Blair. Watching her bachelorette party was really funny. And at the end, it was incredibly sweet when she talked about loving somebody she can't be with. And we also found out who wanted Nate to get in an accident. That was pretty well done." All right, thank you, comedy fan. Okay, uh, for that, for that well great done. recap. <laughs> Next week, the episode title is GG. Any predictions based on the episode title? GG. Uh, we find out who Gossip Girl is. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they just decided. All right, you know what? Trip's yeah. gone. Let's let, it, let gone. it rip. Uh, Mike, if you don't know what happened, feel free to predict what happens next week as well. Yeah, so uh, listen, I don't want to uh, ruin Brendan's possibility of going cold again, but GG typically refers in gaming parlance to good game. Uh, and so I would imagine 
this is maybe someone like trying to end something, you know, like, oh, this is this is over. Good game. I mean, I'm imagining just based on the way things ended, like it's got to continue to be wedding drama. I don't know how it can't not be right. wedding drama. Considering that we are what less than a week yeah. until the wedding happens. So I imagine that it's just going to be focused more so on the new CNC Chuck and Cavalia partnership right, as right. they're going to try to stop this yes, wedding see. with another scheme. So I, I will say the the little blurb on HBO Max says, "Will the royal wedding be a disaster?" Question uh, mark. And I will also say that GG is the 100th episode of Gossip Girl, so wow. should be a big one. Should be a should be an exciting one. The one the Gossip Girl one. We've made it to 100 episodes next week, Brendan. Kind of great. We, oh, we've uh, done more, but uh, well, yes, we have. We've got all the off season stuff, cool. of course, but 100 Gossip Girl recaps. Kind of nuts. Next week. Kind of nuts. This is our 99th. And it's felt like um, it. It's felt like all of have been there. <laughs> let's, let's do some episode grades. I went first last week. Brendan, you can go first this week. What do you grade this episode? So one of the things I do agree with Comedy Fan with is that I do like Drunk Blair. But that might be the only thing mm-hmm. I did like about the episode, as I previously <laughs> mentioned. Uh, everything else was super messy. Very eye-rolly. Uh, a lot of ironic enjoyment out of this particular episode. Um, and But like the first half... It was just so boring, uh, and then when it gets crazy, it's a little too convoluted and unnecessary. Um, and a lot of characters I don't care about were in this episode. I want to, I want to give this one uh, a D plus. D plus. Bad. All right, a pretty piss poor grade. Uh, Mike, you want to go next? What do you grade this episode? A plus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I I love this because this was just absolute fucking wackadoo <laughs> shit. Just like. And maybe I benefited from just getting dropped into the middle of this yeah. that I'm like, what the hell has this show become? Because again, it was still pretty wild back when I watched in season two when Blair's trying to get her teacher fired by setting her by alleging that she's in a relationship with Dan. Like sure. now we have royal weddings, stage car accidents, multiple car accidents, and to me, it's just a great demarcator of just how ridiculous Gossip Girl has become, and I love that type of TV. We are in an era where uh, Twitter has been celebrating Glee, which was a show in and of itself that also yeah. became incredibly ridiculous and off the way- rails. And so, like, listen, from an objective quality perspective, yeah, it's probably closer to Brendan's grade, but, like, <laughs> I had a great time being dropped into the middle of this, trying to piece together uh-huh. whatever the hell is going on. And the, the, the sting had me in titters i was like rufus like i (laughs) this was so wildly stupid i had such a great time with it all right the uh the d plus to a maybe like the biggest discrepancy in grades (laughs) we've seen between two people i will reveal that mine will be in the middle of of the two um so so it 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 seems that we are back to the season five tradition of one good storyline and the rest we can just skip uh blair getting drunk is fun i agree with everyone i agree with comedy fan i agree with the panel i love a bachelorette party i love seeing blair have a good time i love the redemption of beatrice all that is great and uh so is hearing blair confirm her feelings like on the various men in her life Uh, i enjoyed the games and the dancing and the going to jail and the officer wiener of it all everything that the plot included uh and then there was everything else um i don't care about dan's book i don't care about serena's stupid column and i certainly don't care about their pointless fake relationship what are we doing here it's a. Uh, it's nice that we got a resolution on the nate attempted murder subplot but i just wish it made sense um the the whole gotcha sting operation on trip didn't make sense and neither does trip's claim that he just wanted to 
bang Nate up a little, so he drained his Briggs. Right. I love fluid. that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> These uh, Raiders are clearly lost. Uh, Gossip Girl, <laughs> Gossip Girl coming back is fun, and the Kristen Bell voiceover is needed. So I'm glad that she is back. Uh, the reveal that Dan wrote Louis's vows, I think, is fine. It's like, yeah, all right. So Dan is still in love with Blair. Not the best. Right, there's obviously been better reveals. Uh, and then Chuck and Cavalli teaming up is fine also, I guess. like It could be something, but now it's nothing. So in conclusion, the episode is kind of ho-hum for me. I, I gave it a C, so better than the D+. It's still worse than the the, uh, the, the great grade that Mike... You, <laughs> when we when we go over the overall uh, ratings of the episode, you're going to be doing a lot of work pulling this, oh, pulling this yeah, episode yeah. from the bottom. Yeah, um, baby! Let's do the MVPs. Brendan, who's your MVP for this episode? Um, not a lot of choices for me in this one, but there was somebody that we keep mentioning that did stand out. Uh, it's gotta be Rufus for me. He's having a great season. He had a great time all episode long. He's got no problems <laughs> in the world, not a care in the world. He's just That's enjoying his true. favorite He's column. He's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Rufus. All right. Uh, Mike, who is your MVP of this week? I mentioned it before. She was there for a good time. But not a long time. Give me Panchito's wench, the lady outside the bar. <laughs> yeah, Panchito's wench. She had two that lines. Is, that is how I will write her down in my notes. I know for a fact I will be looking back you at my notes when I'm tallying up the MVP. T- I'm going to say, who the fuck is Panchito's wench, and why does she have one MVP this season? I mean, I loved it between her. Completely nonsensical line of like, oh, priest in a bar, kinky. kinky. And then her being like, oh, here, lady, hold my joint hold my in joint. your mouth. Yeah, maybe read parentheses in your notes, priest in a bar, kinky. That'll help you remember. <laughs> or like one of further. the, in a, in a very ridiculous episode, maybe like the most ridiculous one-two punch of the entire episode. Uh, honestly, I hope she becomes main cast moving forward. <laughs> she will. Oh, Panchitos becomes the regular place for these characters. <laughs> the new hangout. <laughs> So my my MVP, I am I am happy to give Beatrice a farewell MVP. Uh, she won me over in this episode. She does the right thing. Uh, she ends up clicking with Blair, and then uh, she makes the ultimate sacrifice and gets banished to South Africa just to help Blair. And uh, as Blair says multiple times, she is so nice and so pretty. So uh, you know, farewell, Beatrice. You were terrible until your final episode, and for that, I will reward you. Uh, so she gets an MVP on her way out. Uh, Brendan, who is your LVP? I'm gonna give Beatrice my LVP. <laughs> Cancel you cancels out. it out. Why she, did you do that? Uh, she loses her way and gets sent oh, to do no. missionary style in uh, South Africa, and she's off the show. <laughs> did you did you misunderstand what her? Uh, what I, her no, I, was? I, I understood correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who's your LVP for this episode? Oh, it's Chuck. Chuck is the LVP of the series, in my opinion. I've watched two episodes, and in my opinion, Chuck's the LVP. Worst human being to ever exist on this series. Should fall in a pothole and never make his way out again. Starve to death. Chuck really is. uh... He's a creep and a half, but he's also terrible at being a creep. This is a bad episode for this man. I'd like to see Chuck starving in a pothole for the rest of the series. Chuck's been been very uh, polarizing these last years. People are either coming on and, and loving Chuck or despising Chuck. Uh, for me, much like I gave Beatrice a farewell MVP, I am just as happy to give Trip a farewell LVP. Mm. Uh, as attractive as he is, he was already deemed as one of the most character- terrible characters on the show. Uh, and then he comes back this season and tries to murder his cousin and pin the blame on his wife. All because his grandfather loves his cousin more than him and uh, he didn't get to go to billionaire <laughs> summer camp with him. Uh, so he's a loser at an LVP. Good riddance to Trip. Yeah. Uh, and that does it for our segments, except of course for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. 
and we'll be doing that great scene at the great. end where uh, Serena and Dan are talking on the phone, and then Chuck comes in. Uh, Brendan, I, I know you love Serena and Chuck. Uh, do you have a preference of which one you would like to portray in this scene? Uh, I don't, as long as Mike doesn't have one. If he doesn't uh, want to be, Chuck, I mean, I'll listen, Chuck, but I'd I'd love to be Chuck. There we go. I thought Considering so I just dumped Chuck upon him, let me embody him so yes, I can understand yes, the yes. experience. All right, so uh, Brendan, you'll be Serena then, and I'll be Dan. Sounds good. All right, uh, does everyone have their script in front of them? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I have the sides. <laughs> All right. Uh, so whenever ready, uh, Serena, take it away. Hey. Hey. I wanted you to know, Blair made it home safely. I just tucked her in, and she's out like a light. Uh, no surprise there. I never thought I'd see the day when Blair Waldorf ate a tequila worm. Yeah, uh, I, I never thought I'd read something written by Serena Vanderwoodson that made me laugh out loud. And even more impressive, and there were no witnesses, so I'll deny it if asked publicly, but uh, there may have been a lump in my throat. And again, never would have expected that something by Serena Vanderwoodson could make me feel anything, because I have seen your writing, and it is bad. Really? A lump? You should go to the doctor. Good one. Yeah, I understand why Rufus was laughing so hard when he read it now. You should put that in the next the next edition. Don't gloat. But seriously, I mean, it's, it's surprisingly real for something supposedly fake. Well, and I'm curling my hair with my finger. Not all fake. <laughs> no, no, I know. We d we dated for years. I mean, really only one year, and then we were kind of off and on and off for a while. But, you know, so of course there's history there. Yeah, other finger now. But... But what? It, I don't, just whatever. Have a good night, okay? Kind of weird, but no, no, what is it? Tell me, we're Dan and Serena. You can tell me anything. It must be true, because I read that online. <laughs> oh, shit, Chuck just got here. I gotta go. <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna do. You're not the only one that can be, wait, what? Oh, wait, huh? What? Wait, okay, all right, bye. <laughs> you need to leave now, Chuck. I don't know what it is that you think <laughs> I did tonight, but all I care about is her. <laughs> Blair's asleep, okay? And even if she wasn't, she she wouldn't want to see you or that, whatever's going on there. Oh, well, tell her I came by and that I'm not done. That's one thing I learned from Blair. You don't give up on the people you love. <laughs> wow. It's like we were watching the episode again. <laughs> That was not pulled directly from the episode. That was us acting. So, wow. wow. One of the more interesting everyone. portrayals of Chuckly Bad in the show. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought, I'm pretty sure I clocked him. <laughs> no, that was did, pretty good. That was, that was really good. <laughs> so, so that does it for everything except for uh, plugs, of course. But before we get to that, uh, Mike, thank you again for thank making you, time you. in your busy schedule of for us. Course. Thank you for becoming the 20th member of the Two Timers Club. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Yeah, so a bunch of things. Thank you both for having me on. Yes, Give me an excuse to watch Gossip Girl, especially with the redonkulous episode that this <laughs> was. Best of luck for you guys as well. I mean, you're hitting the big one double O plus oh, yeah. next right. week, but then also it seems like five out of six seasons, right? Nearly down. Like you're encroaching upon that end game, which yeah. I know right. it's not an easy thing to do because I'm covering a lot of TV as well. Uh, I am covering Battlestar Galactica over on Post Show Recaps, where I am in the Brendan where I've never seen the show before, and that is, I mean, listen, Gospel Girl's pretty twist-heavy. Battlestar Galactica is right up there really? in terms of okay. just the twists and turns. Uh, huh. So I'm doing that alongside Josh Wiggler. I'm also covering uh, Fargo, True Detective there, getting into my uh, lovely female-based cop dramas. Uh, but then over on the reality TV side of things is where things are 
hopping. We're in a little bit of a cold period when it comes to the CBS reality TV, which is mainly what I cover, but before we know it, Survivor, The Amazing Race are going to be back. I'll be back to my usual Michigas, including preseason interviews for that, uh, and you can find out everything I'm doing as well as you can check out my cameo as well, and I'll give you a... Oh. Uh, oh. Chuck Chuck Bass reading, if you like, yeah, to, with yeah. that impeccable <laughs> impression. Uh, it's all at a Mike Bloom type on social media. All right, and perhaps speaking of cameos, Brendan, what are you plugging? Well, I've only been plugging our Patreon, so we can get uh, twenty new patrons this season to get our Kelly Rutherford cameo. Uh, but if we don't reach our goal of twenty this year or this season. We will have to get our Mike Bloom cameo instead. If we reach ten new subscribers, that, you this know season, what? I'll we'll take, take the, We'll take the Mike Bloom cameo. So, Brendan, you're getting a cameo regardless, but yeah, it's either yeah. going to be Kelly Rutherford. We're, we're or at Mike six Bloom. this season so far. We only need four take to get to the Mike really. Bloom number. Uh, I've seen okay. that we've had a little bit of a slowdown in new subscribers this week. We are on like a one per week track as of late. So let's let's pick up the pace a little bit. Let's get more subscribers so we can get to the Mike Bloom level, and then surpass that and get to Kelly Rutherford. Um, so that's at patreon.com slash boys media now where you can get our Sandy Boys OC coverage. And if we get 50 new patrons, I will somehow make it so that uh, Kelly Rutherford and Mike Bloom do a joint cameo that's for you. Yes, yes. Where yes. not Listen, only will I'll they be it. together, but they will be smoking a joint as well. There'll be a kinky priest behind them. We'll try to make the arrangements happen, but your money is good. It'll happen. As for me, uh, I don't know. I, you know, traders, watch that. That's been fun. Yeah. Uh, Saviors, Green Day. Oh uh, yeah. That's coming out when when Soon. this releases. Nice. Soon. Um, but yeah, so so listen to the music I listen to, watch the shows I I watch, mm-hmm. and then we could all talk about them. Oh, you, 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 did, you mentioned Maniskin, I think last week, and I yes, I, have did, you I did know of them. I I didn't realize that was who I had oh. heard. They're good. They're uh, weird. So you, they were weird and fun. Good. I love them. Have you listened to their most recent album? I didn't go and do that yet. No. Oh, get on it, baby. Okay, okay. Madison. All right. Um, bes- everyone should listen. Besides that, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week. Where we'll be breaking down the 100th episode of Gossip Girl, GG. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love the boys. boys. Bye-bye. And we kept this one under the LaGuardia.